Ripper, I would imagine that uh, that the rap music helped you focus, right? You you probably no. <laughs> I think it actually helps. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Yep. Uh, yes. What's up, everybody? We are live! My name is Ultimate DJ, and I am your host, of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And here we are with you today, in between the arcs, ready to give our final grades. It's earlier in the day. I hope, I hope that we got Bubba Joe ready to go. Steven Zaren, will you send Bubba a message? I hope it's not too early. I meant to, I meant to message him earlier, though. I got busy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Let's see who's hanging out with us. Who is ready to issue your final grade for TNG R3? Who's here in the Talking Trek server sound off? We've got Arian is here. Server 30, what's up? Welcome into the show. Aries, I am legend, he says. Aries of server 14. Sotak on server 28. 7 of 9 from 146. Jerry Ryan on 146 post-merge. What's up, Molly Weasley, server 21 in the house. Thank you for being here. Zakara on 136. Metal on server 8. Red Velvet on server 137. Thank you. Talking Trek moderator, Trek and Chick here from server 26. Zod on 166. Thank you for being here. Bill's Mafia on 132. Jayberg, server 32, Clueless on 13. Ivanavon, server 136, welcome. Scarlet Hawk, greetings from APAC 197, thank you. Haddock on 156. Yusuki, Yusuki, you know what? Yusuki and I had a nice little interaction the other day when I had a very nice Japanese-style lunch. And Yusuki totally, uh, totally got it. Everyone else was like, ew, that's weird. Not Yusuki. Thank you. U.S. Server 44, thank you. What's up, Gator on 28? Hudson on 146. Wait, no, wait. 147. No, 146. No, it's 146. Seven? No, six. Yes, 146. That's where we're at. McNasty on 32. What's up, Legendary Nurse? Server 26. JT Bomb, 156. Thank you. Storm on Server 28. Lord Pete, 34. Lorenzo for the win on Server 38. Thank you. Uh, U.S. 57 and European 145. Kirko is here. Thank you. Vulcan Death Grip on 14. Captain James T. Kirk on server 9. Wolfhammer on 52. Captain Planet on European 167. Caboose here on 146. Scaly back from the Outback on 193. V-Ready joining us from India on server 196. Thank you, Boaz on 14. Counselor Q from the War Server 14. Long John 14 in the house. 14 showing up. Hey, Shade on 18. Thank you, Vespa on 147 or 146. Whatever they're calling themselves these days. <laughs> hey, Ushkar on server 150, uh, sorry, server 57. Thank you. Al Bill on server 38. Bax on 26. Baymax on 15. Captain Jack Tribble uh, at the start of a show, the first time ever joining us live. Thank you very, very much. We have 37 additional messages. Not too awful shabby. For the middle of the day, 196 people listening in our Discord right now. Thank you so very, very much. Appreciate you guys being here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome my esteemed panel of guests. Um, what happened with the button? Where did this button go? 
I'm having problems with the buttons. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my admiral, my friend, level 50 bro, and Star Trek Fleet Command uh, legend. Big country is here. Big. Good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Hey, listen, I, I am very disturbed by Tarkin's post. You're that, that is by who? What post? Tarkin. Karkin's post. What? What is hap? Karkin. What is that? Is she eating an octopus? Like, oh, is that a, a real, like, an that alive? That's, that yeah. octopus, <laughs> that octopus is alive. Okay, so, listen, I'll wait, I'll wait until, listen, I'll eat it raw, for sure. I probably, Ugh. I probably am going to wait till it's, like, not, you know, moving. <laughs> That's creepy <laughs> to watch. <laughs> That's creepy to watch. Uh, no, that was not my meal the other day. No, what I had was tofu and some green onion and uh, some basically some t dried tuna flakes and some small anchovies is basically what it was. But I gave you guys the, the actual Japanese names of what those foods were. And, and uh, I you know, that's it, big country. Listen, if you put a Taco Bell in Japan, but you rename all the ingredients to be Japanese, is it as foreign? I don't think it is. All right. Listen, Japanese like tacos. Okay. Japanese people like tacos. Who doesn't love tacos? Everybody loves tacos. Okay. I don't yeah. like tacos. What? <laughs> He's lying. Ripper, how do you how do you not like tacos? Who doesn't like tacos? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with tacos. It doesn't have to be a beef taco. Make a fish taco. Make a chicken taco. Heck, you can make a tofu taco. That's right. Welcome to Talking Tacos, everybody. I'm your host. Uh, <laughs> welcome into the show. Uh, Ripper, what's one of your favorite things to eat? One of your favorite things to eat? Uh, you've answered this before. Didn't you say something weird like pizza? Didn't, didn't no. You, well, what's your favorite food? Your favorite thing to eat? <laughs> Nurse. Malitoshin. What? I didn't hear what you said. Malitoshin. Okay. See? That, to me, sounds like in, unfamiliar, but it's probably like some kind of way to cook chicken. I, I don't know. All right, model yeah, Toshin. Is that a form of taco? It probably is. Okay. <laughs> Does it have, like, a shell? Kind of comes up on each side. All right, anyway. No. Um. Ooh, that actually so, looks so, really good. Like, if you want to know what this is, they have a Wikipedia link. Okay. See, he's going to make us work for it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to work that hard for it, it but thank it's you. It's a kind of, it's a kind of pasta, I guess. I don't know. Pasta. Okay. I, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, Captain Planet it's, says it's, like ravioli. It's, it's filled with stuff though. Mm, I love filling ravioli with stuff like potatoes or, or beef and cheese, even spinach. Mm, yeah. I like that. Hey, that. And look, that is no different than a soft taco wrapped up. No <laughs> oh, that is no different than a burrito. <laughs> That is just another version of a taco. Yes, it's just a taco with a noodle instead of like a corn shell. There you go. That's what we're here oh, to talk God. about, everybody, <laughs> is, is how everything can actually be a taco. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Of course, uh, also my dear friend and community uh, extraordinaire, uh, absolute just genius and hero to all. Ladies and gentlemen, Criminal Ripper is here. Good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Actually, good evening, rather. Good evening. Why to is you. your introduction so over the top? It's not I'm over the top. Just a random dude on the internet. You're not a random dude on the internet. First of all, you're my friend. All right, so that makes you no longer random. But secondly, like, 
I mean, listen, if we're if we've got hero in one hand and normal Joe in the other, okay, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get more votes for hero. Just saying. I don't know. Nobody's disagreeing with that. Nobody's disagreeing with that. Founder and creator of stfc.space and uh, genius when it comes to all things data in the game. Ripper is with us here. Also, uh, joining us live from India with his grade of the arc, V-Ready is here. Good afternoon, sir. How are things in India? Uh, things getting a little bit better. You, last time I had a chance to talk to you, which was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, things were a little bit crazy in India. Are you doing better with your guys' outbreak? Are things trying to get back yeah. to normal it's better but i actually got sick two days ago i had 103 fever ouch you doing better yeah are you on lockdown yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm better now are you in lockdown are you on are you on quarantine for two weeks so you've got just no like... i didn't have covid i didn't have covid i got checked oh you just got like fever. a fever just got like the flu bug Ugh. i got worse. a viral fever and i got stuck in bed for like four days yeah 103 is not is not is not cool though. So. No, it's, it's a little high. It's a little high. All right. Well, uh, folks, we uh, we thank everybody for being here. Uh, Stevens, Aaron, if you message Bubba, I'd like to make sure we get him here. I know it's it's awkward. It's kind of the yeah, the okay. middle of the day uh, here in the United States. As a matter of fact, uh, big country, big country actually took a half a day off work today. Did you know? Oh, there's Bubba. What's up, big country? You messaged me and said, "Listen, I got to make sure I'm available today. What time are you want to go?" Which is also why we pushed back about an hour. Normally, we try to go on. We would try to go on between two and three. Big's like, "Hey, listen, I need a little bit of time. I got to take a half afternoon off work." <laughs> <laughs> listen, for Big's bosses who are listening, he totally took a half a personal day for this. Just so you know, uh, Bubba Joe, what time zone are you in? Welcome to the stage. Uh, I am West Coast. You're West Coast, so it's like lunchtime. It's one thirty in the afternoon. Bubba, do you have the flexibility with your job just to, to kind of say, okay, I'm going to go be on a podcast for an hour. Uh, an hour. That's laughable. Well, I, uh, I, I didn't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, I'm having explosive diarrhea, and I'm going to have to go home this afternoon. All right, everybody, welcome. Appreciate you. Vegas says, I'm listening uh, while at work. Thank you. Scarlett says, it's 4.30 in the morning. In Asia, good golly. Thank you, Scarlett, for being here. Appreciate you guys so very, very much. Um, we have a lot of stuff to get to today, including the name of the show teaser. I didn't even put topics. I didn't even put topics in the show teaser today. We've got two things to do. Very simple. Maybe it even is a shorter show today. We have two things to do. We've got to issue our final grades for the ARC. And I am sure that that is going to lead into some spirited discussion. Uh, not only that, but we do have uh, a hint, uh, uh, a singular hint. And then I was told, big country, that, oh, my God, the, the show teaser said hints, plural, two. All right, so I decided to go with that. We'll do, we'll do two, two hints today for the upcoming arc. I can tell you, though, <laughs> you're not going to like, actually, you're going to love one of them. You're going to love one of them, big country. The other one, I might, I might get thrown out of here. Okay, it's certainly possible. I shared them with Ripper uh, before the show. Ripper. No, no, wait. If you go with the one that I suggested, <laughs> the, yes, you will get thrown out of here. I want to go on record and, and call back to this very second, Stevens, uh, Stevens Aaron, that Ripper said, wait, 
the hint that I suggested. This was Ripper's idea. Folks, Ripper wrote this clue. All right? He wrote it. And then I thought it was so phenomenal that I went ahead and took it to Scopely for approval. Normally, you guys know, I only do one hint on the first show between the arcs, and I do two hints on the last show between the arcs. Well, today we have a special bonus hint for you because it was written by Ripper. (laughs) And I could not let it go unused. I could not let it go unused. It is by far better than any of the three hints that I have written combined. Okay, just going with that. All right. Uh, I should go into the shame corner already. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be epic, guys. This is gonna be Walter Driver epic, okay? Like, epic beyond anything you have ever imagined in a hint, spoiler, leak, reveal, whatever you want. And by the way, we are legally permitted to share it because Scopely also Ripper found it to be hilarious. Okay, uh, as a matter of fact, the quote is, "This is amazing." I like them all. Green light. There you go. Okay? So, Ripper, I will make sure that everybody knows which one is yours that, and that everyone can fully appreciate it. Okay? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, should, I probably should disable DMs. <laughs> disable DMs. Uh, before we get started, everybody, I know we're a few minutes in. Let's get this party on the road. We do need to check in with our world news headlines as the Olympics are underway. Lots of stuff going on all across the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your stupid news. Stupid news! Let's get to it. News! 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 Jersey James says, uh, I like them all, suggests there may be more than two. Well, yeah, there is. I write all of my hints, and I send them for approval before. So I've already got next, you know, the next show's hints already written. I got, I got everything. Everything is done for the entire week. See, when I am prepared, I am fully prepared. <laughs> Just when I'm not prepared, it's like it's a train wreck. Uh, Big, a Florida woman leads off our stupid news headlines today. A Florida woman was arrested for sneaking into a stranger's backyard and uh, skinny dipping in his pool. Absolutely. Hey, listen, you know how some women are. They just can't find anything to wear. <laughs> that That's actually just like a great joke, all around funny and wholesome. All right, there's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> I hear it from my wife all the time. I can't find anything to wear. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin is in the news and has directed, Ripper, the construction of two, not one, but two so-called doomsday planes that would function as command and control centers for his government in the event of devastating nuclear conflict. The construction is reportedly so detailed that the plane even comes with a group of coach flyers fistfighting each other. Uh, No, he's ordered everything. He's ordered sleeping quarters. He's ordered a military barracks. He's ordered weapons armories at different places. I mean, we're talking about a city in a sky. And Vladimir Putin is building it. Yeah, here here in America, our devastating conflicts take place on the plane. Fighting has gotten so bad, JetBlue is changing its name to Jet Black and Blue. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jet black and blue. You get it? Because they, they beat each other up. Uh, China is in the news. China is not appreciating is not appreciating the Tokyo Olympics right now. China is all mad, accusing the media of making... I am not kidding you. This is a real quote. China is accusing the media of making its Olympic athletes look ugly. <laughs> they did. Came out and said, uh, you're making our people look ugly. Hey, is that what happened to Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> That's a bad joke. Universal Studios. Uh, Universal Studios is set to drop $400 million for the rights of the famed horror franchise, The Exorcist. And they plan on rebooting and producing a brand new trilogy, Big Country. Another day, another Hollywood reboot. I'm kind of curious, though. What possesses them <laughs> to keep doing this? <laughs> you get it? Get it, Big? Come on, that was a good one. What possessed? Reboots, they're so bad. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, this is funny. This is funny. How about this? A video uh, from a New Jersey carnival. This is just fun-loving story right here. A video from a New Jersey carnival shows a teenager on a slingshot ride launching into the <laughs> launching into the air and slamming face-first into a seagull. Can you imagine? Now, listen, you guys know these rides, all right? You've, you've seen them at least if you've not ridden one. You know what the slingshot is. You know you've got a little bit of force as you're heading up into the sky. Now imagine a bird flying into your face. The teen says she was really embarrassed, actually. In fact, she literally had egg on her face. <laughs> That's from the inside. That was from the guts of the bird. Uh, finally, big country. Here's uh, here's this one for your, your talking track. DA of the day coming today from Troy, Michigan. 28-year-old Sterling Heights man arrested last week after he admitted to police that he was drunk after falling asleep in the Taco Bell drive-thru at 2.30 in the morning, big country. According to WDIV Detroit TV, Troy police were called to the Taco Bell drive-thru where a vehicle running with its lights on was holding up traffic. <laughs> because he had passed out in the drive through lane of Taco Bell. When officers arrived, they found the man sleeping and were unable to wake him up right away. Police say it took several loud knocks and yelling to get the man to actually wake up. They, of course, smelled lots of alcohol. And although he initially denied being drunk, he later admitted to it. He says, man, I'm drunk and was indeed tested and, <laughs> and had a .17 blood alcohol content. To me, that sounds high. Isn't that really high? 0.17, like 20% of your body is straight up alcohol? That sounds that sounds like a lot to me. I can understand the concern when someone is drunk behind the wheel, but honestly... 0.17? 0.17. I, I mean, I think that's high. Isn't it, isn't it like 0.03 the legal limit for driving? 0.03? 0.08, I'm being told. Okay, so he was twice as drunk as he's allowed to be. I'd be more worried if he showed up to Taco Bell at 2.30 on the morning sober. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's 0.17, big. There you go. Uh, that's not percent. Uh, 0.1, it says 0.17 percent. Oh, 0.17 blood? I don't even know how to do this. Is it 0.17 percent? So it's less than 1%? No, See, I thought... No, 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 it's... It's 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 milligram. 
per minute. It's the it says point one seven percent. So I just assumed that you moved the yeah. decimal point too. Uh, I guess I'm wrong. If you had seventeen percent alcohol, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> if it's point one seven percent, so that is, you know, so that's what's the big deal? Point one seven. You could you could legit handle at least like at least like four percent, like real. What happens? No. If, no, you you no. you actually can't. Four percent alcohol in your body, you'd be dead, dude. Okay, I don't you know. Would be dead. I don't drink, 100%. people. I don't know this stuff. First of all, I don't drink and drive. Second of all, I have like a couple of beers now and then. Like literally, I drink more with you guys than I have with anybody in my real life in like the last five years. That is not a lie. So I don't know anything about it. Uh, <laughs> Big Country says best conversation ever. Big Country's just glad that we've deflected away from his wild night where he was actually found asleep in a Taco Bell drive-thru. Ladies and oh, gentlemen. I never fall asleep in Taco Bell drive-thru. <laughs> Big Country's like, I'm way too excited for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I am behind said person who falls asleep in drive-thru, yeah, that guy's had a bad day. Big will literally get out and He's move the car. He's going to – Big will move your car out of the way, okay? That's that's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the show. 20, 22 minutes of absolute nothingness. I love it. Welcome. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. This is the famed episode, the episode in which Scopely – uh, listens to the most. Statistically, factually speaking, this is the most listened to episode by not only Scopely, but uh, traditionally the community as well, in which we finally break it down big. We uh, go over all the pros and cons, and this month it's complicated, isn't it? It's not just uh, uh, here's what I feel and here's the final grade. There were so many, as Bubba said on the last show, this one is going to be the hardest arc ever to grade because there were uh, some bad things, but there were also some really good things, uh, things that does deserve to be highlighted and deserves positive reinforcement. But on the other hand, then there were things that, that didn't pan out that way. So this one, our panel of experts have definitely a challenge in front of you. As a matter of fact, for the first time ever, all right, Bubba Joe, Big Country, V-Ready, and Criminal Ripper. You guys have the opportunity to even influence me. As my final grade, I have not yet decided. Is that not crazy? Normally, people, you guys know I come in here and I'm either, I'm either all rosy in the face or I'm feeling really bad about it or whatever, but I usually have my mind made up and I still, to this moment, Bubba Joe, don't have my mind made up because I, as, a, as an individual, was very satisfied this arc. But my role as a content creator and as a representative of the community, <clears throat> there were segments of the community that felt there were portions of this arc that did not perform as expected. So this is a tough one for me. I still don't yet have my final arc. Uh, or my final art grade. I'm going to begin with Big Country. Big Country usually has like a nice presentation. He's got bullet points. So, Big, I, I want yeah. to foster some some conversation uh, a little bit before we go through the entire list. What's your number one bullet point on your list now, and, and how do you break it down, and how do you feel about it? Uh, so, uh, in terms of like or dislike, we'll start with like. I'll tell you what I really like, the fact that, 
I think now more than in the past, there are a lot more options for the players. And even to the point where, like, your rewards are kind of option. I like the fact that they had the ticketed events. I like the fact that you get your free events, and then they give you a ticketed event, and then you can use those 10, you know, tickets to do another event of your choosing. And the beautiful thing about that, too, and I think that people forget this, the beautiful thing about that is if, if you had a crazy day and you couldn't get to your events, you know, last year you lost over, you lost those rewards. You couldn't come back to it. Now you can collect those tickets, not do any of those events, and then use them on another day and do two events instead of doing the one free one. So I think it's like more options for the players and, and I like the fact that they do it. And then you also have the option, if you want, like somebody like myself, I will buy ticket events. I will I will spend the money and do some extra events on the days that I'm like, hey, you know what? I like to do some other things in the game. So, you know, I have that option if I want to. So, to me, it's, it's about some of the options that are, including the new ship that they gave. I... I personally, that ship isn't something that I'm going to use all the time. I probably will use it very little, to be honest. But it's something that, it's an option for those players who are at war, who want to just hurry up and mine and get it over with and still be able to collect the bucks of Isogen and be able to do their refines. So more options for the players. So to me... I think the fact that I, I wish, like I said, I do, I would like to see them do the ticket events all the time. You know what I mean? Just always have some events that people want to do them. You get to do them. As long as you still have the same amount of free events and they give out the 10 tickets every day for somebody to choose, I feel like that's a good thing. So I like the fact that I feel like there's more and more options and there's a lot of options for the players. All right. I appreciate that, Big. So that is definitely a, a check mark for the positive column. Bubba, I'd like to give you an opportunity to respond to that. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there anything specific that you'd like to bring up as a case example, uh, either in support of or against Big Country's uh, opening point? So I, I, I want to – what I'd like to say is that there's a lot of um, – how do I put this? There's a lot of great, but, and I think the ticketed great events are a great, but in my opinion. And so I agree. Having the options is fantastic. Having the ability uh, to choose what you want to do this month is fantastic, but taking faction hunt and putting it behind tickets has been, and as many times as different people tried to explain it has been categorically people didn't like it. They, so there are some people that think it's the beginning of the end, that thought that, you know, now everything's going to be behind a ticket that I'm going to have to buy. And, and, you know, or you look at players that are like, I don't like to do faction hunt because the rewards aren't worth it. And so now I, that, instead of getting a ticketed event, I would have liked to have done. There were so many of these events that I didn't want to do. Um, so I think that, 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 yes, having more options is great uh, in conjunction with the free events. Um, and then I have a problem with the two ticketed, the two new ticketed events that they did this month, which were the ATA and the officer recruit that I think were just completely miss whiffed on. So yes, I agree with everything big country said, as far as the options, 
and I have a but. It's like, but you messed some of this up. And 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 honestly, I think you know it really comes down to if they'd have called what I'm going to say the Riker faction hunt, if they'd have called it the Riker maneuver, and had it structured exactly like it was, and it looks kind of like faction hunt, but it isn't really. I don't think as many people would have been upset about it because it wouldn't have been an event that has been now transitioned to being a ticketed event. Do you think if the scoring metrics and mechanics of the Riker maneuver, uh, if it had been named something different, but we saw specifically and clearly that it was modeled as a faction hunt, do you believe that players would have been more accepting or forgiving of the fact that that was an altered mechanic? Yeah. I think they would have. I think they would have seen that, you know, because part of the thing is that people see uh, a lot of players see faction hunt uh, and faction hunt type events as their main way to get both ultra recruits and officer XP, which is an important thing for everyone. Now, players like Big Country and myself, I have an embarrassing amount of officer XP. I could max every officer that I don't have maxed and still have some left over because that's just the way that you get faction credits. But for most players, that's not the case. And so while faction hunt doesn't hold a lot of value for me, unless I can do it for free by upgrading ships, I did receive a lot of feedback from a lot of players that said, I have to have more faction hunts so that I can upgrade my officers. So again, the style of event and the rewards, getting more of it out there, I think is critical. But I think a lot of players took the fact that they took an event that was a known entity something that we know what it is and put it behind a ticket really rubbed players the wrong way. I, I will concede that fact as far as the ticket itself or, or the event itself being behind a ticket. Um, but is there, is there a consideration for the fact that we really never get them during an arc anymore? right like they that is reserved typically for between the arcs so we really don't ever get them during an arc anymore and the fact that there were the potential to do six extra ones this month does that not carry any weight i mean when it comes down to big talking about player choice i kind of see this one as a big one you know if if faction hunt is very important to you how important is it as as in is it important enough to spend on extra tickets to get six of them? And, and, and let me be clear, you even for free, they gave you two extra, right? They gave you two complete. When I say a faction hunt in my head, I mean all three. Like one faction hunt for me means all three factions. Like that's the way we've always had it. A faction hunt shows up, it's three factions worth, and that's why we love it because the rewards are great. All right. So the fact that 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 six times it presented, but enough tickets presented for you to still get two full ones as a bonus, you know, during the arc and that players who had saved players who may have spent players who had tickets from whatever means could have done more. I mean, me personally, you know, I hate it. I hate faction hunt. All right. Because of the grind. But as I put in my feedback report, I want to see a mechanic in all future faction hunts that involve bonus points. I, you know what? I suggested using an officer, a random officer. Who cares? I don't care. Th whatever. Either that or lowering the milestones. But I found faction hunt this month much more bearable 
because of the Riker mechanic offering bonus points. So for me, Bubba, I did, I spent tickets, I bought tickets, and I did all six of these at the fullest. And I have more officer XP now than I've had in months. So even me, as a 40-level player, did all of this because it carried value. I totally understand players being worried about Faction Hunt falling behind a ticket, but if there's enough of them, you still got extra. You got bonus, and you got it free, and you had the capability of doing a lot more as a premium, right, Bubba? So, I mean, to me, that carries... That carries a lot of weight. To me, that's a positive. At the very least, a true free-to-play got two full extra faction hunts this month that they wouldn't have otherwise had had they not introduced it with tickets. You yeah. know? And, and, and I agree with that. Also, I think some people say, oh, well, I don't want to do it because I, I, I could use the tickets on something else. But people don't forget, um, if, if the faction hunts weren't behind a ticket, you wouldn't be getting those free tickets to save anyway. That's true. If, if Faction Hunt wasn't ticketed, you wouldn't be saving. Uh, or you wouldn't have had the choice. Not only that, but during the, the normal uncommon ticketed events, uh, some players, I just read, LMNOP saved the uncommon tickets from the ticketed event days to specifically do extra for free in the Faction Hunts because they valued that more than the refresh tokens and the resources and materials. Faction Hunt, to this day, remains a key, as Bubba said, a key event, especially for free-to-play players. So I, I have a hard time marking this one as, as a negative. I, I, I think it's negative because many people misunderstood or didn't, didn't really realize how it's supposed to be. They see Faction Hunt and they expect they can do everything. Because well, that's how it's always been. Right now, reading. And now they see. Then they see the faction hunt for the first time in in that arc, and they can't. Well, I read right here but, in our chat right now. Mag, uh, Mag says was free. Now it's not. Plain and simple. I don't. Again, I I don't necessarily. Which is, I I don't disagree with. I, I don't agree with that statement. It is still free. It is just you can't do one full set on a single day anymore for free. But that doesn't mean it's not free. Well, with them sourcing 60 throughout the entire arc, you could have still technically done two for free. And again, I remind you, when was the last time we actually had a faction hunt, a true, like an actual, like paying out the rewards faction hunt during an arc? It's probably been close to a year. So I, I, point, I point that out as well. So I appreciate there, there that point. Been, there should have probably been an explainer on why and how well in game we you know we talk about because, that i mean you know it doesn't have to be for everything but i think if if you touch something as big as faction and because that's like honestly one of the biggest events it talked about in the community and you touch it in in such a way you probably should be upfront and explain how and why and what those changes are and how you're going to no. run it. So doing okay. a separate news item in in-game would have probably solved a lot of initial negative sentiment towards this. V writing. No, I, I, Go ahead. I get that as well, but what I don't understand is you're still, like, like DJ said, you're still getting six tickets. 
and also people don't seem to understand that they can do a single fact in six days so they don't need to do all three they don't lose rep of the other two so i don't i, I don't get the complaint actually in this one well, uh, and I appreciate that, V-Ready. Thank you. I, I, I don't want to spend too awful long on one single point. Uh, Faction Hunt was, was a big one. Uh, again, I have a really hard time calling this a negative point. However, I, I can understand that, that it could have been explained a little bit better. O on the other hand, uh, on the other hand, I, I, part, of me, part of me struggles just a little bit with that ripper because, I mean, golly, Jesse made us an amazing calendar. It was very clearly spelled out. Heck, we even put it in our video. Yeah. As DJ, explaining. DJ, hold on a second. That is all fine and good. But remember, many people don't see this. They don't, they don't, they're not on Discord the, the entire time, see every single post. There are also a lot of people that are not on your Discord where this was shared. Well, shame on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, I don't know if it was shared on official. I think it was. I maybe. get that. But do you do you feel? I don't know. That in it, like like I think it was shared in event info. But but it's also like people don't read things. Well, like, yeah, like this. Exactly. They don't go to Discord to read things. So uh, they, they are in the game. How much player accountability? How much player I, accountability do we expect yeah. players of a strategy game to have? Like like for example, if if I joined this this game today all right the game's been out for three years if i want to learn how to play it am i going to stumble my way through or am but, i going to yeah, read or yeah, am yeah, i going to watch videos but but still hold on remember there are also a lot of people that are not comfortable consuming all this information in english that is just a fact and that you can't argue against that i i know so many people, especially in my alliance, I'm on, in, in, in a European server, they don't speak English. That is just a fact. They don't. Scopely, so if you give don't... them an event calendar or something well, like that, that is completely in English, useless to them. Completely so what you're useless. saying is we need to develop and, a content creator you know, program have, that speaks like, other languages. If you have the German people that are in, in their 50s, 60s, or 70s, most of them don't just don't speak English. Yeah. Okay, I can get that. And, and you know what? That brings up a larger point, which I'm, I'm willing to accept even more than the English-speaking United States-based players complaining about Faction Hunt being ticketed. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be more willing to, to concede the fact of communication to somebody who doesn't have five or six content creators jamming content down down their throats you know what i'm saying for for somebody who speaks a language other than german i mean we've got two content creators uh well one who actually makes content uh in in a in in another language in german harley that's it all right so if you speak you know chinese then i i, I understand do we not have I mean, I know that we don't see it because we're on our on our servers, and and it seems like the official Discord is predominantly English speaking. But is there not a a Japanese community or a Chinese community being hosted elsewhere for this game? Is there a Chinese official Discord? Are there the communities? Only, the only that support official each other? Discord that exists is the the official Discord we have that is English. Hmm. That is the only official scopely managed Discord. That exists for this game. Hmm. Okay. Well, that, that so, so for, for non-English speaking people, the only way <laughs> to get information is 
through the in-game news. Well, then that, you know... And if you have situations where, where event description translations are often completely wrong because apparently they changed last minute and couldn't get the translations updated in time, that just adds a lot of friction that is, shouldn't be necessary. Which is going to point to an issue larger than this arc. And I don't disagree yeah, with you. That's, that's all just generalized stuff that is not specifically about this arc. But yeah. I, I think I think the the fact about the faction hunt changes. Even if you see the calendar with the with the faction hunt runs, that's just you know you don't connect the dots. Like many people just don't connect the dots that they get on average the same that yeah. they previously got because they don't remember what they got three months ago. That's just a fact. Which that's, is unfortunate. That's true. Coming but soon. That's just how people work. Coming soon to stfc.space. Your memory ish. vaults uh, forever immortalized. All right, coming soon. All right, uh, Bubba Joe, let's come back to you. Uh, the second bullet point in your grading the arc. What is the second thing on your list that, uh, be it good or bad, deserves conversation? Bubba Joe. Well, I think that the next thing we need to talk about is uh, officer acquisition, right? So we had one officer this arc, and we got tons of Riker shards. Um, I, I I know a lot of people who unlocked him. I know a lot of people that got him even to level two without really even doing well in an auction. Um, I think that that's uh, a fantastic change. Um, and like I said before, but... How much of that is due to the fact that we only had one officer this arc? How much of that would have changed if we'd had a second officer this arc? If, well, say, half of the events were we, a second officer as opposed I would to this? We got, much. we got to be careful with this. Just like, you know, Ripper points out an issue that falls outside of the arc, I don't want to rely on supposition. I don't want to rely on what-ifs. What we are looking at here today is what they actually did. And maybe, you're right, maybe it's because there was only one officer. Maybe that's true. But we don't have evidence to the contrary. So what we need to look at is Riker acquisition in the month of July. And was it good? I believe that it was. I, I have a Fair enough. I, I can't... I can't rely on what ifs. I mean, when, 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 like you have used the example before, when a student turns in a grade uh, or turns in a paper, we're going to grade based on the merit of that paper, not, you know, what we think they might do next week. You know, so Riker may be great, maybe good, maybe not good for some players, but why we're not necessarily qualified or don't have all the information. So, so predicting how it can be in the future is is dangerous uh but to your point so let, me, let me let me let me say this then so um you know the sourcing was fantastic i know a lot of people that got a lot of shards i'm seeing in the chat some people didn't quite get him um so it, it was fantastic and it needs to stay very high right it needs to stay you know, and something that I said uh, when you were on vacation that I really think that, and, and I really want Scopely to hear is that unlocking these officers should be easy. Upgrading them should be harder because we identify with these officers. And so anyone who identifies with Will Riker is and I was able to unlock him is very happy and they don't have Picard. Oh, man, I really wanted Picard. 
So it's 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 imperative that we can identify with these officers that we that we got. And so the fact that they really upped the number of officer shards that were offered in this arc is fantastic and appropriate. And really, I, I, I've received this feedback both uh, in and out of my alliance and diff- several discords. And I agree um, the number of Riker shards um, in each event uh, in the auction itself, although I disagree with the auctions, you know, bracketing, but that's a different thing. Uh, but the, the auction went down far enough. We didn't have this three places of auction. So that was still an improvement. The solo milestone running in parallel with the solo leaderboard so that you could still get something. So all of that plays into the officer uh, sourcing for Riker. And, and it, that was a huge quantum leap step forward, in my opinion. Excellent. Love to hear it. Big country. <clears throat> Excuse me. Big country uh, response or your feelings on Bubba's point there uh as related to will riker sourcing so no i mean that's uh you know i don't know if you saw but in our discord i put together a real quick hey just give me thumbs up thumbs down you know for all the alliance members to see you know how many people in our alliance uh was able to get riker and right now it's about half We've had 26 people, you know, respond so far, and about half of them got, you know, Riker and half half didn't. Um, you know, and I've been very adamant about this. I feel like, you know, all the auctions, all the uh, events should be really all the levels, especially above 40, should be their own brackets. There's no reason to kind of like hoard. They should be just giving shards out hand over fist. The acquisition to like Bubba said, I agree. It should be extremely easy to get them, you know, um, and maybe it's difficult to upgrade them. But the other thing is, too, I, I you know, as I said this a bunch of times, I don't understand because in most cases, you know, there isn't a scenario where the officer that they're giving out right now is better than who we already have. Mm-hmm. And Riker is no different. We did a lot of testing and you know, he he isn't going to be somebody that's going to be the difference between somebody, you know, doing armadas that they could not do before with the officers that they currently have. So hoarding them and not giving them out to everybody, really, like, there, there's, like, no sense in it. There's, there's one argument I want to make to that, all right? And, and we do have a little bit shorter memory, and, and I know that other officers have presented this way. When 6 of 10 came out, we said the same thing. When data came out, we predicted the same thing. Then Picard instantly made him doubly as good, and that's still at Tier 1, all right? Uh, but we look at uh, players like Khan. We look at players like like uh, Marcus and Sharvenik and Kang, all right? None of these officers were good at Tier 1. Z- like, zero, okay? None of them. Six of ten, garbage at tier one. Who used him at tier one? As a matter of fact, I started using him at tier two, and people told me I was crazy. All right. Spock, blue Spock. Let's go back. Blue Spock at tier one, worthless. Okay. So, so some of these officers are going to present with time. I I argue for for the by the way the sake of argument devil's advocate Bob I don't necessarily disagree with you or Bug uh, Big on obtaining the officer be it 
you know, making it easier versus not easier than upgrading. As a matter of fact, I, I would almost be fearful of that, Bubba, because if that's the case, then we would see the, the grandiose of captain's maneuvers fall. You know, we, we would never get another 5 of 10 captain's maneuver ever again if we guaranteed everybody unlocks. You see what I'm saying? So that concerns me. I think there is still a value to the captain's maneuver that can come in place with officer sourcing. Now, let's look at Riker specifically as we're looking at this arc. Even here in the chat, I'm seeing I'm seeing a healthy uh, 50-50 split. Our own Discord was 50-50. I, I'm seeing a lot of people, and I don't want to presume that the entire galaxy 50-50 got him. Even if it's... <laughs> Yeah. Even, even if it's 25%, that is significantly higher than than even Picard. We we talked about how many players monetarily or like, you know, quantity-wise got Picard during his opening arc, and you guys said, well, what is that? 2% or 3% of the player base, and now we're talking 25%? I mean, good God. You know, so yes – Current arc sourcing looks great. I agree. And while it is not pertinent to this conversation, long-term sourcing does continue to be a thing. Okay, I agree. But it's not important to this conversation at this particular moment. That said, this is probably, I, I said it with Picard, that it was the most epic shards ever sourced in their current arc. And now I can say it again. So for the purposes of grading this arc, I kind of feel like, that was also a super positive thing. Did they make some changes with the auction-paired uh, SMS? Absolutely. Uh, the auction uh, leaderboard depth improved. Not perfect, but improved. Um, the number of Riker shards given in events, whether they be SMS or SLB, like Rescue the Crew, like they did in Riker Week. A lot of people complaining about Riker Week. Riker Week paid you almost exactly the same as Picard Week did. All right, so I, I just don't, and, and people were singing praises on Picard Week, and hell, you even got Riker Week open back up for the people who forgot to spend. You know, so I, I again, these points that are coming at me, it's it's hard for me to say that they did a bad job when it comes to terms of improving. I feel like that's what they did. Um, but again, I come back and say, you know, some officers come into their own, and no, we we don't have Tier 5 officers in the first arc. We rarely have Tier 2 and Tier 3 officers. They, I mean, a handful, like literally well, counting on one hand of players who can probably maybe get to Tier 2 on an Epic in the same, in the same arc, you know? But some of these officers are going to come into their own. Big, specifically, you mentioned Riker. We tested. He is definitely not as good as something we've got now. No, he's not at Tier 1. But his officer ability against Federation hostiles and armadas is 100% at Tier 1. Guess what he is maxed? Triple that. 300%. Just like 6 of 10. Just like Blue Spock. Just like uh, Marcus and Charvenik. These officers, they, they come. Now, Clueless says, in a decade when we can max him. I, I get that. And again, not pertinent to this conversation okay not pertinent to this conversation but does the officer contain that capability yes in fact i believe that that officer does 
when we will be able to do it, who knows? If it does take a year, I don't think maxing an epic officer, I don't. I mean, call me crazy, I don't think it's unrealistic for you to grind on it for a year. Maybe six months. I don't know, Bub. I don't know what would be. Mm. What what is what is another With the amount game? of epics we get added on a consistent basis? I don't think it should take a year. Well, we've already talked about it. It may be realistically taking ninety days to six months before it even comes back. How long after that should we expect it to take to actually max an epic? Not a year. Okay. How long? How many people have five okay. to ten maxed? Yeah, DC. Let me ask you: the original epic officers, the original epic officers. Do you have all of them maxed right now? No. And how long have you been playing the game? It's almost three years. And you're a level forty-one. Yep. So that is exactly why I'm saying. And listen, keep in mind. You spent the majority of that time, okay, the majority of that time with less officers to grind or less officers to get. Now there's even more officers. There's even more shards, which dilutes the pot. So you're going to take even longer to max those okay. officers. Okay, but see, here's the problem. All right, and, 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 and yes, this is going to be sh- this is going to be Shillmaster Elite for a minute. Here's the problem. All right. We expect to do everything. And, folks, you got to stop. Okay. I have, you know, why I don't have the officers maxed big? Because I chose to focus somewhere else. I chose to work on this officer and not that officer. I chose to work on Kang instead of Carol Marcus. I chose to do uh, Admiral Marcus instead of Gary Mitchell. I choose. All right. Now, I don't have them all maxed, nor do I. I mean, sure, if I could get it, fine, but I ain't brokenhearted about it because I have maxed what I wanted. Okay. So, which is what I mean. So, if you, if you actually like want a specific officer max and you want to focus on that, you shouldn't be, you should be able to do that in way less than a year, in my opinion. Okay. After they are available for sourcing. Okay. All right. That's my opinion. I, well, I, and, I accept and all to those. that point. Go ahead. To, to that point, DJ, wouldn't you like to max Lorca or Gigi? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right? And wouldn't it be awesome if you could do that? And if and there was even a, a remotely possible mechanism to do that? I listen, I don't disagree with that, but again, we're we're missing the, the point of the conversation today, which which I I am fine having this conversation. Hell, I agree with you. Long-term sourcing. I mean, I, I, I can literally, you know, one of those YouTube videos like where they, they do a check mark, a tally mark every single time Picard tugs on his, on his uniform jersey. Like, have you, have you seen that YouTube video? I, someone sent it to me this past week. Apparently, 800 and some odd times throughout the entire time TNG was on, on uh, TV, <coughs> Captain Picard tugs down the front of his jersey. 800 and some odd times, okay? I could probably relate in how many times I've said long-term sourcing is an issue, okay? I don't disagree. But am I also, do I firmly believe that Scopely will never make this officer available? No, absolutely, I don't believe that. And, and I, I think what I do believe 
is that Scopely lacks precision and an actual plan, Bubba. And I, I don't think I've made any any secret about that. Uh, I don't think Scopely has a method or a plan or a timetable or a specific uh, specific process by which to source older officers. Okay, I agree with that. Do I agree? That they will never bring it back? No, that's that's insane. Obviously, they're going to bring it back somehow at some point. What we just don't know is when and how, and that's what I take exception with. All right, when they added six of ten to the transporter patterns, yes, I chose to focus on it. When they brought Eurydice and the Muds into transporter patterns, I had a choice: am I going to focus or not? I am on Mud Two. But I don't really care. And really, the only reason I'm working on them is just for officer recruits and, and stats for away teams. Those are not officers that I use. Now, you put Lorca in there? Absolutely, I will. I would love for Lorca to be in there. Lorca is not yet a year old. Do I, do I think on his one-year anniversary he's going to show up in there? Probably not. It'd be great if that was the plan, Bubba. That it would be great if that's what we could expect. All right, because if that were the case, I wouldn't mind him showing up in transporter patterns at a year because a lot of us would probably go and, and max that quickly, you know? So I, I just, what I have problems with is their long-term plan. But again, that remains outside the scope of today's conversation. All right, outside the scope also, of today's like conversation. To go ahead, be ready. This is the first time they've added an officer to the Alto Recruit tokens, and then taking it out. More to come on that. I can't tell you, but it's there... It's never happened before. I it's can't, never I, happened before. I, I understand that. And, I, yeah, I mean, well, that's not true. Maybe maybe in the Ultras. Maybe in the Ultras, but we've had special... I'm not, ultras, I'm not talking about anything else. I'm talking about... In Ultras, they've added and it stayed. This is the first time they've taken it out. It doesn't make any sense. Well, of course it does. They wanted to do a limited time while there was a bunch of mining going on for the mining arc. Uh, <laughs> further reinforcing Bubba's point that it was, in fact, actually a mining arc. So uh, you know, that's, that's why that was there. But, I mean, it was pitched from day one that it was limited, limited run. But uh, I can tell you that um, there are further creative or, or further modifications coming uh, to that even as early as, as next month. Can't tell you what they are. Probably shouldn't have said what I just did, but, but there, will be, uh, there will be some creativity uh, with recruiting next month. Okay? So there you go. That's coming. Um, all right. Are we, are we wrapped up on officer sourcing? I think we all agree it was great in this arc, but, but clearly we're extremely concerned about long-term sourcing, I, and I don't, I don't disagree in the least. Okay? Um, let's see. Big- it made great progress. I want to make sure that that goes on. Right I, I feel like things have improved. Good. But I, I hope that they don't settle, that we keep going in that direction. Agreed. I agree. Absolutely. And, and I think even, even today, uh, in a meeting that Ripper and I shared together, I think even today we saw um, that we are continuing as moderators, uh, moderator team and content creator team, and even the live ops team. Yes. Even the live ops team continuing to push for that. Uh, There are just other people that, that have to answer 
uh, or have to approve, and, and sometimes this works and sometimes that doesn't, but I can feel the urgency even within the live ops team that they are continuing to working, uh, continuing to work on sourcing. So uh, oh. that's that's a good thing. All right, big. Um, let's uh, let's hit your point number three. Point number three yeah. in your pros and cons. Uh, may, let's. I tell you what. Oh. Let's get. Let's let's do something that was a bad. We've done. We've done okay. two. Uh, let's one, two, two points that were good. Okay. Let's uh, lead off with a bad. So I think we still, and this is a big, you know, same thing. Thing that that we've been talking about and talking about has to do with what the rewards are and relevance to especially the effort that it takes to win the event. Okay. You know, when you look at the holodeck games, and to me, like, the holodeck games was something that was new. And it was like, there was, like, excitement around it. We're going to model it like the Olympics. And, you know, let's rally the troops. Let's get our alliance. Let's have events. And let's you know, kind of like make it exciting. And then the reward, and I, I just I just cannot get over this. Uh, just blows my mind. The, the amount of dill that was given out for a three-day event at my level was laughable. 892,000. And that was for a level 50. I didn't even get a million dill for us winning the event. And to me, like, that kind of thing is just, it's laughable. It's embarrassing. It's its like, you know, for as much effort you put it in, it goes over three days, you get two epic or two rare crystal. Nine, not even 900,000 dill. You know, it's seven uncommon crystal. It's like, what? Like, there's like no excitement. It's like not, it's like not even worth doing the event outside of just bragging rights. And, and to me, like, this is something that has gone on and on with, with, with each event. It's like, the events, the rewards should mimic the effort that it takes and how much goes into it. And then not only that, like, mix. Like, mix it up. Introduce stuff like reload tokens, speed-ups, ship XP, active nanoprobes. Like, stuff in there that's like, man, this is, like, going to be exciting. And that, I think, will cause excitement. will have more people be more involved independent credits. Yeah, like, just things that they have not typically have put in. And please, please, make it worthwhile. Don't put ship XP and give 1500 like that is like a oh like such a disconnect you know between how much ship XP I need to, to upgrade a ship you know when I need a million ship XP to upgrade one level of a ship and you're giving me 1500 like thanks but but no thanks so okay anyways I just I, like I said to me like that is you know, and we've talked about this, and this has been something that's been kind of a, a big bugaboo for me. But I, I think that, you know, it's just, and I, like I said, I'm just giving one example of the holodeck. You can go through and look at the, a variety of events that came out and look and be like, man, these rewards are life. I mean, how often are people like, Ugh, I didn't do the event because the rewards stink. So, okay, I, I can go with that because I, I agree. I looked at, you know, and I said on the air that the rewards 
for the holodeck games did seem less than spectacular on the other hand and and i know this is going to sound bad for a moment so again i agree with big event rewards specifically holodeck games which is what he said seemed a little lackluster but for the sake of argument for devil's advocate big all right is there a point in which an event becomes fun enough or well-designed enough or unique enough that we're okay taking a little bit less payout? Like, for example, I want a gargantuan payout for Latin Mining Monday because that event sucks bananas. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to think of a I know kids listen to this show, so I'm trying to think of a way to 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 to, to present it without, you know, just telling you what I really think, okay? Me personally thoroughly enjoyed the holiday games. I I mean, I had a blast. I thought that the event Yeah, I love the concept. I, I think, thought it was I thought it was great. I think the event itself is probably one of the best events we've had in months, okay? I loved the event. So because of that, and maybe this is just my mentality, and that's why I'm kind of asking, is this a thing? For me, I was a little bit more tolerant of it of it not paying as well because I had a ton more fun, you know? If it's Mining Monday, if it's a chore, if it's, you know what I'm saying? If it's a chore then I guess I want the rewards to be better to justify me taking the time to do it. But if I have a great deal of fun, you know what I'm saying, right. then then I, I guess I'm a little bit more forgiving in that particular regard. Is that normal of gaming, or, or am I an anomaly there? So I, I think here's where it – I think this is a difference. Is that, listen, to you – and listen, probably to the majority of people here – you're going to consider mining a chore. There may be players that enjoy it, that, that get a, a rise out of getting 50, 60, 70 million in their stock. Like they like doing that. So there could be players who like that. I think it's hard to distinguish between what's a chore to you and what's a chore to somebody else. But I think when you look at like how much screen time or how much it's going to cost a ship or how much it's going to cost you in repairs to repair a ship, to do an event, whether it's whatever it may be. I'm sure that there's algorithms that they have or Ripper can make. I'm sure there's algorithms <laughs> that are out there that where, you know, to me, if I have to blow a ship up 20 times, I, I don't care. That doesn't, that doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? I, I don't, whatever, but look, if I'm going to spend, you know, two billion trite, you know, in something, and then end up with nine hundred k in dill. Like I don't expect it to wash out, but I certainly don't expect it to be like like that. You know, like I think that okay. there has to be something to where like the rewards should somewhat maximize or somewhat define the effort it takes to be a decent conversion or be a, correct. Right, yes. be a decent because, like you even say, listen, I don't mind to necessarily spend the trite, but if I do spend the trite, then I'd like to get a decent amount of dill back out of it. Uh, a lot of events, a lot of times, are essentially—I mean, if you look at it from the top down, 
most events are currency converters. I mean, events where you, you know, build something or you spend ship XP, then you get trite, you know, or, or events where you have to do a lot of PVE mm. and you get gas, you know. Most events are, are currency converters in, in some form or another. So you're wanting to see a little bit better conversion value then is what you're saying based on the effort Actually, that you put in. Go ahead, Ripper. This 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 topic gets me thinking. So, I I mean that's gonna be a very in, like long probably discussion if we were to get into it. But I think maybe we should think about adding a different kind of reward that is not as a resource or material, but you know, sort of like long term leaderboard stuff. Uh, to to the game to you know I have suggested participation in in events more than just you know events right now are just you you essentially just do them to get the rewards and that's almost it except for the ones where you get an avatar or frame or something like that but even that is limited because they add so many now that you can't realistically all use them right. Yeah, who's using, you know, who's using the Riker beard frame? Anybody? I don't think I got it. I definitely did not. That was the Riker. No, the um, but, you know, like, incentivize event participation outside of just rewards. But, you know. Okay, I, I kind of like that. Uh, another thing that I've pitched in the past is, is which I, I kind of understand why they're they're hesitant on this, but something that I've pitched is, a universal game currency and a universal listen scopely has pretty much all but shut down the marketplace right they've they've all but said they're not coming okay they haven't outright said that but i mean it's not even it's not even something that they've they've have addressed in the last three years so me for one I, i've given up hope on a player-driven market but what if you know i i said this during a show briefly before and i brought it up uh, with the the Scopy uh, Scopy the Scopy lead team that I got to meet with uh, that Friday night I, I, that I told you guys about, and and I suggested that there were two stores in the game that that are severely underutilized. One of which is Cosmic Cleanup, which is event driven, and we can address that another day. But the other is the Alliance Store, which has been open seven days a week. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for three years now, almost three years, okay? The Alliance store is severely underutilized, severely underutilized. How difficult, Ripper, do you think it would be to introduce a universal currency for rewards and essentially set up a permanent, scopely-driven marketplace where you can buy stuff you need kind of like the alliance stores or the faction stores you got now but you could make another uh you know another thing for other things uh bps or ship skins whatever you could do this stuff that allow players to work towards an item and listen maybe it's expensive maybe it's what scopely deems the value to be and maybe that's not the only way to source this stuff but at least it's kind of a a permanent event store and and it doesn't even need to be uh, a, a crazy event store. You could still do an event store for an arc that does other types of things and other currencies and other arc specific 
uh, things that they want to give away or that they want to monetize you, right? How do they monetize that? Yeah, of course you can monetize it. You monetize it by encouraging alliances to do better, to earn alliance credits if alliance credits are the only way to get ship skins. You know? Wait, are, are you saying you want to move all rewards from events to a universal currency? I, I mean, I, this would have to be extremely well thought out, to be honest with you. No, I'm just I'm asking. Yes. That's a yes or no answer. Yes. Kind of thing. Yes. Okay. It would, would actually be, it like has... so if you if you would actually put the time in to to, to so you would have to assign like to everything a specific value but it would actually kind of simplify the event design because you could just say well I want to have I want this particular event to have value X exactly and then just well, it's done. And then, and then players get to but choose I, what they spend on it. Know, now, like I'm, I said, it has I, it would have to be extremely well engineered. This is not something that that is thrown together uh, in the span of of even a month. I mean, I'm talking. This is probably a 90 day to even a six month engineering project because there are so many monetary values, at least according to well, Stokely. Engineering, no, no, engineering no, is, no engineering. No, that, that, oh my god, engineering designed. would be simple. You already have the currency. You already yeah, have the store. Just this is this is a design job, not engineering. Absolutely, engineering it's a me. it's an economy job, you know. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, put everything down there. Put put materials down there. Heck, and and if you want to control, listen, we don't we don't want to say, hey, Scopely, there's no way, you know, we're not going to let players redeem ten thousand gas in two weeks. Okay, you can do cooldowns still. You you can limit things that you consider to be somewhat value, so you can try to maintain some balance of your economic scale, et cetera, et cetera. But at least you're making things available to players. Now, again, by golly, every single point, we're coming up and we're talking about something that, that falls outside the purview of today's show. I think these are all great points. The reason that I even brought up my idea there is is kind of res, you know reflective of Big's comment, that, and I agree, by the way, Big, I agree with you for the record, that, that some of the large – we said it in the first part of Riker Week. It felt really dismal, right? We said it on the Wednesday show during Riker Week. It got off to a very slow start. Now, I, I do believe that Riker Week ended up finishing okay, but, man, it had a lot of people worried, you know? Had a lot of people worried on day one, or, day well, day three. <laughs> uh, don't know who that was. Was that V-Ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Say it again. I, I just want to add something. Yeah, Please. I agree with Big. Uh, rewards were really bad and and i love the effort-based one but if you realize that if your alliance has 70 players and mine has 68 and both of us basically have full participation there's no chance of me winning so they actually have to add an effort-based mechanic to it as well it just cannot be participation it's not fair well, uh, in the purposes of a leaderboard, I can see that. You know, I can see that. But but I, I kind of said at the beginning, the Holodeck Games itself was based on participation. I mean, this was an opportunity for a top 10 team to grab a top three spot. Hang on, be ready. And, and certainly possible for a number one team to be lazy and fall to 10th place, which uh, we saw countless times across servers that the number one and number two alliances fell out of the top five because they didn't have people show up. 
All right. So I'm fine with that particular thing. Now, listen, can you tell me, V-Ready, and, and I would ask anybody who, who has this type of, of, of complaint, not that it's not merited, obviously, but if did you have all 68 people get perfect participation because big country rode us like freaking camels. Okay. He was on it. I mean, literally, I, I bet you, I kid you not. I probably personally received four or five PMs from big country. Why aren't you done yet? Are you going to do it? Please don't forget. Please finish. Please do this. Hey, do you need me to run some armadas? Do you need to show up here? Do you need me to kill some heavies? I, I got those messages from my Admiral because, you know, I wasn't, at full participation. So I ask, V-Ready, were all 68 of your players 100% perfect? Because if they were, then I understand your argument having merit about simply being outnumbered. But if a handful of your players didn't finish, then now it's not a Scopely problem, it's a you problem. With respect, it's your it's a you alliance program problem. You see what I'm saying? So this is why I praise this mechanic because it rewarded participation. It rewarded players showing up to support their team and players who didn't cost you. So no, I, I I get that part of it. What I'm saying is I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing about what you're trying to say. But what I'm saying is. If you had 70 players and I had 68 players, and if we both did full participation, there's no chance of me winning it. Well, sure. I get that. So. That's what that, that's, that's the okay, issue. Okay. Okay. And, and listen, I don't necessarily disagree. Mathematically, you're correct. But I would be willing to bet if my lines didn't have 100% perfect participation. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's what I'll do. I'll issue a challenge. And by the way, just know that I can get the data. All right. I will issue 500 materials to any admiral who, who can prove that he had 100% pure participation by 100% of his membership. And I'm not talking one and two and three member alliances either. I'm talking... I'm talking an alliance with 70, or let's say 65-plus players, 64-plus. No, Captain Planet, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying a four-person alliance. I'm not buying into that, all right? But if you had, I'll I'll even drop it to 60-plus. If you had 60-plus players and you got 100% perfect participation all three days, I will give you... 500 materials of your choice as an admiral for for exercising that much control over your team. Well, truth is speaking, you can never, even you didn't have that. That's my point. Okay, you can't but blame I, you I'm cannot blame Scopely for a mechanic that the players failed on. If the players didn't finish it, then that's not Scopely's problem. Fair to no, be fair. My issue was if they did. They still couldn't win. And my point, even, and be ready, listen. A lot I, of people I, didn't bother because they're like, we're not going to win anything. Well, that, then that's on them. That is on them because, you, you, you listen, even if the reward seemed meh, that is still on them. You can't blame Scopely for not participating in a, in a leaderboard when you made the choice not to participate. 
Okay, so you can't have it both ways. If 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 you you just said if players were one hundred percent, then they didn't stand a chance if they were outnumbered. And what I'm saying is there are zero examples of that happening in the entire galaxy. And if there is one, I will pay. You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. That didn't happen. Okay, so that's an, an interesting hypothetical, but until it's a reality. It's a non-issue. Players chose not to play. Players had other priorities. Players didn't do this, didn't do that. If you lost position simply because you were outnumbered, then I will pay your Alliance Admiral. But I guarantee no one's going to come to me with it. I guarantee it. V-Ready, if... I'll make you one more challenge, and then I'm going to move on. If... Somebody comes to me, and I legitimately prove it with engineering logs, and I pay them 500 materials, I'll double down and pay you two. 500 more. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. I guarantee it. All right? That said, I want to take a break very quickly. Bubba, uh, you get the last word in the first segment. I would like for you to respond to Big Country's point. Uh, What we're kind of doing here is tit for tat. Okay? His negative comment was... Event rewards. Bubba Joe, you agree or disagree, and why? I completely agree with Big Country's assessment. I mean, and and to understand, you know, what, what uh, V-Ready, and I think there were some comments of, you know, the, the idea of the bad rewards leading to the bad participation, you know, is it a chicken or an egg argument? Would you have gotten more participation if the rewards were better? Who knows? We're never going to be able to tell that or not. But I do think that if the rewards were a little bit better or unique, like Big Country said, if they were independent credits and faction credits and things that we don't typically get but it was just another tritanium crystal event uh, with a frame at the top and it was it was uh the values were you know i i saw a number of players go did they leave a zero off of these numbers like you know it seems like there's a zero missing from all of these numbers and um that's my i agree completely that you know the and i agree with you dj that the nine things that they had us do, except for data mining, I will never forgive data mining. But the <laughs> other eight things that they asked us to do were fine. Their their milestones were reasonable. There wasn't insane cost. You could do it for free if you had other people start armadas. They did a good job with those eight events. It's just the rewards were not there. Okay. Uh, with that, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we are going to continue down the road of points. Uh, just out of curiosity, real quick. Uh, because I, I, I know why probably nobody's brought up Meridian. Uh, Big, how many more points do you have on your list? And Bubba, how many you got? Maybe we need to speed this up a little bit. Uh, but Big, how many more uh, items do you have to discuss before you're ready to issue your final grade? Oh, no. You know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. Okay. Bubba Joe? Uh, I've got two that I'd like to talk about. Okay, fair enough. We'll come back. Big, I suggest you get one more maybe uh, because, I mean, I don't want you to be done. we still got another hour to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take – Just an hour, DJ? Come on. Just, just an hour. Listen, uh, we're going to take a break. When we return – been bribed by snake eyes. <laughs> when we return, we're going to continue down the discussion. What was good, what was bad, and at the end, we are going to issue our final grades. And as you can see, this one – is trickier than it's ever been. Our players are 
I don't want to say conflicted, but there are some really good things that they loved, and obviously there's some things that they've missed on this month, making the grading of the arc a little bit more of a challenge this time. Plus, coming up, uh, not one, but two hints into TNG Arc 4. It all comes up after this break. This segment brought to you by Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. This is a group on Facebook, a group based up in Minnesota, uh, that are toy collectors, toy professionals. They know toys. Whether you're looking for something rare, whether you've got something to sell, whether you are looking for a gift and don't know anything about toys, this group can help you out. If you are a toy collector, or if you're just shopping for something for that that hard-to-buy-for loved one who just loves classic toys, be sure to check them out. It's at Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. It's my toy posse for the toy collector in all of us. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll return in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Frog Newtons. Don't ask what the chewy stuff in the middle is. Harder. Harder in the car. We will now hear from counsel for Britney Spears, who will explain why this conservatorship should end. Look, Your Honor, just because Britney recorded a song called Circus doesn't mean she should be treated like a clown. That sort of thing is toxic. And Jamie Spears, no matter how much money she forked over, you always said, give me more. Get it? Because that's a song title. The point is, we need to end this conservatorship because Britney is not a slave for you. Gabish? Okay, I'll stop the Britney puns because they're getting a little crazy. Oops, I did it again. The point is, free Britney! Who's with me? Order. Order. It's the ego battle that's taking off. Space Wars, the rise of the billionaire. I got a bad feeling about this. Jeff Bezos is having a midlife crisis, so he bought a spaceship that looks like a giant dong. Look at the size of that thing. Elon Musk is having a hard time getting his rocket into space. It just isn't fair. And Richard Branson keeps making Wookiee mistakes. (laughs) Will the billionaires conquer the great beyond, or will these nuts get kicked in the nuts? You watch your language. Space Wars, the rise of the billionaires. Now playing on cable news and coming soon to an Instagram post near you. Thank you guys all very much for being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. 
I am your friendly neighborhood cat person welcoming you in to the Wednesday edition and the final grade episode for TNG Arc 3. Uh, our panel today consists of uh, V-Ready broadcasting live from India, Big Country from the Taco Bell drive through and Bubba Joe from the bathroom of his high-rise expensive office. Uh, also joining us here today are moderators Steven Zaren, Trek and Chick, and uh, genius, evil genius, Criminal Ripper. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Thank you guys so very much for being here. Appreciate all of you. Right before the break, Bubba Joe said that he had two additional points that he wanted to bring up. Bubba, I'm going to fast forward. I bet one of them has to be the Meridian. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> one of them. Well, I promised you. I promised you, DJ, that I got all of my Meridian angst out in the last podcast. I was not going to bring it up today. And there you got me to say the word. I know. Um, so you no, know what? I, Listen, not one of my two. It would be irresponsible. So let me make it a point of mine. It would be irresponsible for us not to even discuss the daggone feature of this arc, which was, in fact, the Meridian. So I'll keep this quick. Bubba, I know that uh, I know how you feel about it, so we'll summarize your position quickly and big. I think I'm pretty sure I know how you feel about it. So we'll keep this one to, let's say, two minutes or less uh, per panel uh, per panel member and, uh, and discuss the Meridian. Me, for one, yeah, two minutes. All right, two minutes on the clock. I, for one, I believe that the Meridian was a good thing. I believe that anything that reduces the amount of time mining, especially for how cheap the Meridian was to build, Albeit repairs are a little bit expensive, but I've also taken it into that G4 space. A lot of players, Ops 39 and down, are not going to experience those repair bills. As a matter of fact, they're actually very, very cheap at those lower levels. As a miner, yes, I'm not super happy about the fact that it has a limited protected cargo. Uh, I'm not even 1,000% thrilled with its overall cargo. However, I am super happy about its mining speed. I am happy that it checks a lot of boxes for the community at large, whether or not you're actually a miner. Uh, if you are a pirate, if you're an OPC hunter, this ship is also very good for you, even though you didn't even have to invest in it. The simple fact that a ship can benefit the entire server, whether or not you actually invested into the ship, I actually find to be a good thing. There's more isogen out there than ever before, which means more isogen can be refined by players, whether they're in territory or not. The biggest problem for players not in territory is not even just the one-star isogen, but also two- and three-star isogen, now of which is all available to players, even if they're not in a territory, allowing them to do the refines and work on their cores for taking over a territory if they decide they want to drop in, but even more importantly, for additional ISO emulsion that is used for the ever-so-important territory research tree. All in all, Meridian itself itself uh, we'll just call it a pass fail because uh, I don't necessarily I didn't prepare you guys to give a letter grade on the Meridian but the Meridian is a big two thumbs up for me because of the benefits it brings to the community uh, in the sourcing of all the isogen and everything that uh, that it is providing to players all right Bubba Joe you got two minutes on the clock to go to town on Meridian ready go all right, so uh, my my stance has not changed. You you've tried to sway me into something <laughs> to view the Meridian a little bit more positively, and 
and and and I have heard all of your arguments, but the 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 route, just like you said, the Meridian's low protected cargo has allowed people to come in out of territory and raid one, two, and three star from other people. And 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 as I said in the last podcast, it has not encouraged more people to mine with the Meridian. It has encouraged more people to attack Meridians with ships. Specifically, the Vidar and its massive cargo, so that you can get a lot of isogen doing that. That's my frustration. Is that uh, if if and, and I have lots of things I want to do in game, and I have lots of things I have to do out of game, and so this ship does not help me my Meridian, and I don't think it helps a lot of people my Meridian unless you are actively in the game, as you have shown a number of times on video. So I I dislike it for what it doesn't do. Um, and I dis- I dislike it for what it encourages other people to do, and that's that's my final word. Okay, good. you still got fifty two seconds. You don't want it? Uh, I'll defer to Big. Okay, all right. Oh, you give it Big more time. Okay, Big Country. I'm gonna reset your clock. You got two minutes on Meridian. Pass or fail? Go. So I am going to be the. Uh... Like, listen, I love the fact that it gives players options. That's it. It, it gives – it's great for what it does, which is mining isogen. If you're somebody that you're worried about your protected cargo, then don't use it. Use another ship. There's there's options. I love it. Wow, That's really? It. You, you only use 26 seconds. Dag on. Okay, V ready. You know what? We got we got enough time. V ready. Do you, do you want a spot? I'll give you two minutes. <laughs> I tell you what, V ready. I'll give you two minutes on the Meridian. Pass or fail. Go. Uh oh. I don't hear V ready. I see him. Are we having another Discord thingy? You changed your screen around, didn't it, V ready? <laughs> you changed your orientation because I can't hear you. Uh, Caboose can't hear you either. If you change your screen orientation, then you're out. Um, Ripper, then uh, you know what? I haven't gotten you to weigh in yet. Would you like? Can you hear me now? Oh, there we go. Okay, you got only a minute 30 left. Be ready. 90 seconds on Meridian. Pass, fail, go. No, the, basically, I actually really like the Meridian because of the speed. But there's one issue I have is the cost has increased so much. I don't mind the T7 cost, which is $2 million, but $8 million for a T9. Oof. Oof. Every few hours is a little too much. Yeah, that's expensive. Okay, is that it? Golly, you guys are... When I put you on a clock, you're not very wordy. I kind of like it. Um, okay. All right, now, I can't tell if IJ's trolling me right now. IJ, are you trolling... Here, you come to stage. Come to stage. I can't tell. Listen, normally, yeah, okay, you're trying. No, no, he's not. No, no, no. He he loves that shit. He has done nothing but just be like, man, I, he, I think he has three. Iris, you got three or four? He loves it. He loves the shit. He's okay. not trolling. He says absolutely no, I, I, serious. I love huh? the ship as well. He he wrote Meridian. Meridian is one of the best ships introduced in the game A++ for the Meridian. Uh, so, okay, he's in the office. He can't talk. Yeah. He is, he is yeah. saying. On the other hand, uh, Kalmick saying, it's garbage. Stevens Aaron says, I agree with IJ. IJ says, I bought three. Not my game name says, uh, Franklin is a gazillion percent better. Aries says, quit smoking crack. 
Uh, <laughs> I think I think here we are seeing the difference between servers that have protected isogen and the ones that don't. I I well, that could certainly be a big part of it. That could be a part of it is, is server culture. Uh, on the other hand, I, I think I think what I'm seeing more here is personal play style. I, I'm going to draw attention to Bubba for a moment. Bubba, like like Bubba literally said the exact same thing I did. I said that players not in territory, not able to mine, are able to get isogen, obviously, via the Vidar, right? They can they can go get it. Like, if that's the only way to get something, then you're going to use that way to get something. So I am praising it. And by the way, I'm not a cargo hunter. I showed you guys on screen the other night. I don't. I've mined every bit of it. I have not hit the first player for isogen since Meridian came out. In the last 20 days or whatever since this arc started, I have hit zero. Sorry, Big. I've hit zero isogen over cargo. I've done none of it. Okay? Completely passive on this front. I have hit zero people because I can get it myself. Faster, in my opinion, than going and hunting it. Okay? You, you guys are going to say that doesn't sound like you because you're the same guy who would go hit Borg probes. Yes, because that made it faster. I'm all about time. I'm all about time. If something goes faster for me, I'm in. I can mine it faster than I can fly through 30 other territory systems scanning for cargo. That sucks. Okay? I can mine it faster. So, I say that I think it's a good thing for players to be able to steal so much cargo. It gives them a resource that they haven't otherwise been able to have. Bubba, on the other hand, Cal, come on up to the stage, buddy. I'll give you a chance here in just a second. Bubba, on the other hand, the other side of the same coin says the exact same thing. Because of pirates, because of overcargo hunting, I dislike it. All right, The exact same point agreed and disagreed by two different players absolutely indicates to me that there is a play style component that is a factor here for players. Uh, Cal, I'll give you uh, 60 seconds. What do you got on the Meridian? Pass, fail. Cal changed the orientation of his screen. Oh. Buddy, we don't have – are you there? Yeah, give me one. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. We got Cal. Go ahead, Calmic. Ooh. All right, Kalmik, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get you back here in just a second. Uh, listen. There is one more There is one more thing, the Meridian-related, that I do want to praise Scopely on that we haven't brought up yet. Uh, the cost to get the warp parts being so cheap in the event store, fantastic. Cool. Um, cause, because, because, you know, they, they made it so that you could get the ch ship cheap, um, and then, you know, if you decided to buy a ship and have a second one or a third one or a fourth one, as we saw someone say, getting those warp components is a huge, huge, is much, much better than anything they've done since the sarcophagus. Um, and uh, thank you for that. I also want to read a couple of comments. I and uh, I want to read a couple of comments. Players, and, and by the way, you know, Chick asked me to mention this, and, and I kind of forgot. You guys are absolutely welcome to raise your hand. I, I know our show has gotten larger. Chick brought this up with me before the show started today and said, listen, some players feel like they can't call in. 
right? This is getting to be very much like a traditional radio show. It didn't used to be that way. It's just gotten big. We got to control who all comes up on the stage. So uh, please don't feel like you can't raise your hand. You're absolutely going to be invited up like Kalmick was, and, and we'll discuss your points. As a matter of fact, uh, Legendary Nurse uh, has said, listen, I want to hear Truck and Chick on this point. Truck and Chick, uh, let's hear your two minutes on the Meridian. What do you like? What do you not like? And is it a pass or fail for you, Truck and Chick? I like the Meridian. Uh, to what Bubba Joe said, I love the fact that Scopely gave it to every player for free for participating in the Battle Pass. That's another win in my big book. Um, I also really appreciate the fact that it was very inexpensive to purchase a second one. Uh, I myself bought a second one as well as the skin, and I used Wait, both what? of them what? nonstop. What? What? Trucking chick spent money on something I other than know. the battle pass? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. You must have yeah. really. This is like one of your first outside the battle pass purchases in a very long time. Is that correct? Yeah, it's been over a year and a half since I've bought anything. Outside the Battle Pass, guys. Outside the Battle Pass. Wow. Yes, so, I do so, buy the $20. So this is not pass. even a just I like it. This is a two-thumbs-up, truck-and-chick stamp of approval. I, I Very much so. I really appreciate it. Now, one thing that I have told quite a few people on my server why I did it is I'm 39. I want my jelly. And to me, it's a prime path to emulsion to jelly BPs. I bought a second Meridian for myself, as well as my mom's account, who is a 32, and she's starting to stockpile emulsion so that when she gets to 39, she can buy her jelly BPs. I did wow. not buy a second for my son, who's already a 39, with a jelly. So to me, that's what made it worth it. I love how easy and effortless it is to mine the Meridian, and I go OPL, and I don't mind. I get hit. And to me, it's one of those things somebody said in the comments, you know, if you, when you get hit, you go, oh my God, time for war, you know, burn down the server. You hate the Meridian. I'm the opposite side of that coin. When I get hit OPL, it's like, okay, repair and go back. I'm like you, DJ. I lost, you know, 20,000, big deal. That's three minutes or that's a minute and a half mining. Mm -hmm. So yep. to me, huge pass, great way to get a resource that adds value to my game. You know, that is something that hasn't been talked about is the ISO emulsion and the path to the jelly, which is obviously significant, you know, and I know we haven't discussed or spent a lot of time on that. Blue Mandalorian also points out, you know, have you mentioned the fact that the Meridian is going to be the first warp 80 miner for any level 39 mm -hmm. player? And he's absolutely right. Yeah, guys, you cannot get at Ops 39. It is impossible. Impossible. To have a warp 80 miner. And here it is for you. So an opportunity to head north just a little bit. Maybe sit on a few of those nodes. Maybe slower. But you can still stockpile some of that G4. Because I'm here to tell you, even at Ops 39, when you can, in fact, start to refine G4 common. You know, Do you remember when I said that I wasn't refining G4 common? That I was saving it to, to 41? Because I wanted the G, yep. because I wanted to be able to get G four uncommon, Ripper. You uh, I do regret it. I'll tell you why I regret it. Because I I was at thirty nine for ten months. How much G four common could I actually have refined during that ten months? And tell me right now, like I'll tell you right now, 
do I have tens of thousands of G4 uncommon or tens of thousands of G4 common? And which one is it that I need right now? Go ahead. Just take a guess. Wild guess. You need uncommon. <laughs> no, no. You need no. <laughs> nope. You got that one wrong. That's why I regret it, chick. If you're 39 and you're going to camp here for 10 months, start refining G4 common because you need hundreds of thousands of it. I, hundreds of thousands of G4 common. Okay. Can I just add something to that? Go ahead. I just scrapped four Saladins. And it's still not enough to do my dogs. Daggone, I've scrapped two Legos and three Mayflowers, and, and I, don't, I don't have nearly enough. I still need hundreds of exactly. thousands more. So, so Common is more important than uncommon. It's hilarious. It is, it is crazy. So for those of it you is, camping, It is actually not hilarious. It, well, it is incredibly stupid. It is stupid. It is stupid. It is stupid. I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's crazy. So Common is more and, difficult and, than uncommon now. Hey, and you know what? designed it this way, we need to talk. <laughs> we do need to talk. Absolutely. Absolutely terrible that common is harder to get than uncommon. That said, let me rein it back in. All right. As Clueless says, there's not enough lat in the world to buy the <laughs> amount of G4 common that you need. So if you're a camper at 39 right now, and guess what? You've got a Meridian that at Ops 39, you can now get to warp 80. Uh, maybe. Now, listen, be prepared to die. You're going to go over cargo still quickly, and it's not a quick warp, okay? So be prepared. Like, that is a scenario in which I probably would run a protected cargo crew because it's mining it slowly, all right? And you're going to have to watch out for players like Virtual Army. He says, if I see a Meridian on a G4 node, I'll kill it. I'm not going to have him hogging G4 nodes. Now, VA, I would argue that, you know, if you need the node, sure. If I find an Envoy on a double lat node on Monday and I want it, it dies, okay? I've gotten tons of PMs about that. I, I, I'm sure Big Country has gotten PMs about that. Sorry, that is me. If you are sitting with an Envoy on a double-speed lat node on Mining Monday, and I need to hit my points, that is the first thing I look for. That's the first thing I look for. And guess what? I never even have to search for overcargo because I'm always going to find an Envoy on a double lat. Crazy, okay? So... If you are taking a Meridian to mine G4 nodes, be prepared for the same kind of thing. Virtual Army says, listen, I'm, I'm not going to, if I need a node, or, or, well, Virtual Army, what I was going to suggest is, you maybe not do it unless you, you want to take the node. If you need the node, then take it. Okay, of course. But I, I don't know that I would just go around hunting them. That's, that's going to get a target on your back. That said, you know, be prepared to die if you're up there mining G4 with a Meridian. But at least you can. At least you can. Going back to Big's point of options. Okay? Options. Uh, Cal, I've got you on the stage. Cal, uh, are you able to, to get in and give your comments on Meridian before we move on? Cal, don't have you, pal. Mm, Cal. Sorry, buddy. This isn't working. I, I don't know what's going on with your orientation, but it's not, it's not working out. I'm going to invite Lacutus to the stage. Lacutus, I'll give you 60 seconds on the Meridian. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? 60 seconds. Pass or fail? Go. Okay, I'm actually on the fence with the Meridian. You know, it's just like the Devore. When the Devore first came out, it had a terrible car cargo capacity. It had a terrible protected cargo capacity. So I'm on the fence. I want to see what they do in the next couple weeks, months, years, 
and see if they actually release stuff like they did for the Devore to make it better. As far as mining that ISO, I love it. So I'm going to give it a pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lacutus. All right. And, and that's a good point. Listen, just because the ship is how it is right here, Bubba, to your point, doesn't mean that it's not possible for Scopely to release a research or, or something to that effect that could possibly improve the Meridian uh, for, for players who are looking for something like that. I mean, we have seen, uh, we have seen ship-specific research in the game before for Botany Bay, obviously for Devore, and now Franklin A., uh, and even original Franklin. So ship-specific research could happen. And I would be a full, and I would be a full endorser of massive, massive cargo expansion, but specific to the Meridian. You know what I'm saying, Bubba? I mean, again, I don't want to see a ship coming at me with 50 million cargo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I am also okay with Meridian being the vessel that that can do better. I, I think players would disagree, I think, largely, though. I think players would rather see better return on the investments they've already made into G4 miners. I mean, you're G4 miner, Bubba. You've told me before. It's essentially worthless, right? With Disco, you can get anywhere you want to go with a far cheaper ship. Would you rather see improvement, vast improvements to the Meridian, or would you rather see Scopely spend time and, and some TLC making G4 miners great again? Ah, oh, man, see, I don't have Bubba. Is this me? Am I having trouble? Bubba, did you change? No, I don't. I don't care. Nope. All right, Bubba, we don't. I don't have you, buddy. I don't have you. Um, we'll come back to that point. We'll come back to that point. Yeah, okay. So it's not me. A lot of people say no sound. Bubba no, must have also, turned his phone around. <laughs> Bubba turned I can his phone around. Something on the G four, if you want. Go ahead, be ready. What do you got? What would you rather have? No, I have all three G four miners at T two at T four and one at T five. But I'm just saying it's absolutely useless right now because people just kill you and the cost is very very high well that that's what i'm asking i know they're pointless i know they're 100 useless so what would you prefer if scopely came to you and said hey listen uh we're going to focus on a minor over the next six months we're going to develop new research for it we're going to develop new officers for it we're going to develop new abilities for it uh what would be your pick, Bubba Joe? Thank Corrected God. and I don't have Bubba. Okay, sorry, Bubba. Okay. Well, I, I I saw him come back. I didn't know if I had him. So, V ready, go ahead. What would you What would you choose? Would you choose to get return on the G four miners you've already invested in, or are you okay saying, you know what, let's lay those to scrap? Like Sarko, it was a terrible decision. Uh, I'm going to chalk it up no, to buyer's the, regret. The, and let's... Between Sarko, the difference between Sarko and G4, we actually, they actually made you invest in the G4 initially before Disco came out. So they basically made us invest, and then now it's useless once the Disco came out. So either they increased the, the protected or the they increased the mining rate or at least something that actually makes them useful again okay so you're saying that i would rather finally realize some benefit in what i've already spent on the g4 minor bubba joe do we have you back i hope 
Can you hear me now? <laughs> there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Bubba Joe's on the stage. Here he is. All right. <laughs> so so it's it's funny that you, you led right into the G4 minor discussion because that was going to be one of the things I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, was the G4 minor skins. Um, and, and you and I had a conversation, and and you brought up a point when we did, and I just want to summarize that I, I don't see a lot of value in the G4 minor skins. I've said that mm-hmm. certainly not for the price that they are offering, but I just, you know, why would I want to make my miner, you know, mine something else, not as efficiently as the other miner I could possibly have for that. And, you know, so, okay. Oh, and maybe this is for a player that doesn't already have a G4 miner and they can get some additional value. And if that's the case, why not just make the, the efficiency and economy of the G4 miners better. Why not make them cheaper? Yes, I've already got mine. Big Country's already got his. Yes, we're going to lose some value. There are other whales out there. They're going to lose some value. But fix the G4 miners. Fix them so that they're more efficient for the players to get. They don't cost as much to repair. They have larger cargo. Something. Fix the economy of the G4 miners. This skin did none of that. And so if you want to make something that makes the G4 miners better, make the G4 miners better. <laughs> there you go. All right. And I think that's a valid point. The conversation that Bubba and I were having about the skins kind of led me to my conclusion on the skins is that it wasn't meant uh, for higher level players. And, and that got me thinking then, Bubba, that maybe Meridian itself wasn't for higher level players and that got me thinking Stevens Aaron to something that we've actually talked about here many times is that the more I think about this the more I kind of wonder if this arc wasn't meant for 45 plus I mean truthfully we look at let's look at the three TNG arcs we've had so far we had away teams assignments away teams assignments that were available starting at ops level eight, okay? Clearly a little bit more difficult for the really high players, like 46 plus, more difficult because of the stat requirements. But players at level eight plus had an opportunity to now start get picking up some extra goodies with officers that they weren't going to use. So clearly, what I deem that, Stevens Aaron, what I deem away team's assignments as being mostly beneficial to younger players, you betcha, I would. Agree or disagree, Stevens Aaron, if you're I know you're you're at work. Yeah, he's listening at work. Okay. Um so let let's go with that. And and Divine says agreed. I kind of agree with that. Um then we had Arc Two. Deep Space Armadas. I know that that hasn't been received one hundred percent perfectly. We've got listen, I think the the mechanic of the Armadas themselves I think Bubba, I think V-Ready, I think Big Country, I think they're all loving it, okay? A new challenge, a new target. I think they're loving that aspect of it, correct me if I'm wrong. But what, where they find the biggest fail is in the redemption of those rewards in the G4 Armada chest, which, as Ripper is so famously quoted as saying, it's stupid! Okay, the economy, the cost of investment and the return on, on investment of the G4 Armada chest absolutely terrible worse than pathetic okay like really just really bad okay really really bad okay uh but i believe that the intent of arc two and the deep space armadas 
was absolutely geared at, at upper 40s level players. Even me as a 41, I'm not playing with Big Country and Horn and Great Depression I'm not, and, and Red 2. I'm not playing with these guys. They're playing up at Warp 120. I can't get there. All right? So was the arc for the, the big dogs, the high ops level players? Sure, I think you could argue that. Now we got arc 3. Enter Meridian. Enter players, probably outside the top 10. Maybe outside the top 15, because probably the players getting the most benefit here are not in territory. Is that going to be a player like Bubba Joe or Big Country or even me? No. I'm going to be in territory. Now, there is benefit to me being in territory with this ship, absolutely. But I maintain that I believe that there is more benefit to players outside. Guys, how long have we talked and praised the territory research tree? Seriously, big country? Rank the territory research tree, one through five. One being the best. Real quick. Um, oh, no, I, I would say five. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, number one being the best. He's going with a five. Oh, I'm sorry. Number one, he says. Yeah. Housekeeping, awesome. housekeeping in the chat says number one. Bubba Joe, territory research tree, one through five, buddy. One being the best. Yeah, it's so I think there's so much going on in the gives you value in the galaxy tree it's hard for me to say that it's better than that but there is a lot of benefit in the territory tree so if it's not one it's one a okay so it's a, it's up there <laughs> we'll give it either we'll give it one dash two raxnar says number one obg says either one or two like bubba captain jack says two blind squirrel says two captain planet says one aries says one guys this is a freaking important tree right captain bull offers a different explanation and says absolutely number one for free to play and thank you for driving where i was going captain bull this is why we're buddies all right we start driving we end up at the same place it's number one for free to play the meridian was given for free and even before you got the meridian you probably had a vidar at least you got a sally is something you're hunting this isogen you're getting the isogen and now now those players get particles those players who have never ever had the opportunity at particles now have the opportunity to participate for the first time ever in what you guys are calling the best research tree in the game. So, Bubba, is it fair, based on that perspective, is it fair to say that this ship was probably more meant for the level 30 player in the number 20th ranked alliance, maybe more so than it was for you? You know? No, I, I completely agree. I, I completely agree that that's the case. And, I, and I've, I've thought long and hard about this arc. Like, how, how, how harsh do I want to be about this arc when it's pretty obvious this arc wasn't for me? Yeah. Right? So, you and know, you, and how you do I evaluate me, the good You helped me get done? there. And that's why I even said at the beginning, this is a really tough one. 
because for me or for Bubba or for even some other players, you know, I, I, I for lack of better terms, you're the you're my community, you're my you're my constituents, so to speak. I represent you to Scopely. What is happening, Big? Good God. <laughs> Big, big country's like, hang on a second. I got to move this body. All right, just give me 10 minutes. <laughs> just 10 minutes. I got to jackhammer up the sidewalk and then and then dip a body down into it. Um, I, I, it. This makes it tough because you guys are who I represent when I go back and talk to Scopely. So when I look at an Ops 30 and he loves it and I look at a 40 and he's like, yeah, okay, it's pretty good. And then I look at a 50 and he's like, man, the ship blows. Okay. It's tough for me there, but I also, I think like Bubba, it, and it took longer this month, Bubba. It, it took me a lot longer to recognize the target ops range for this arc. It definitely was not 40 to 50. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel that as we take that into account, then maybe this arc was just a little bit better you know, a little bit better uh, in the grand scheme of, of how maybe it was actually designed. Uh, we're going to take our last point here. Bubba Joe, you've got one last point, uh, right? I think you said you had one more. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And I want to, uh, something that was talked about early on and hasn't been mentioned recently, and I, and I want to make sure is, is pointed out that we do really appreciate it, but I really want to see it fixed uh, for everyone, and that is Armada Timers. Uh, the reduction of the Armada timers for all the G3 Armadas was a huge change and a huge benefit mm -hmm. for those players. And my point is, where's my fix, right? I, I've, you know, I have only so many epic credits that I can use, and that means I'm targeting with all the, the heavies in my alliance. I want to target the epic 45s because that's the best way to get the uh, the rare cores, which I need to upgrade the ACC, and I have to wait a day. Right? I wait a full day to try and do it again, and then I have to try and coordinate with all those people again. I and agree. And it would be so much better if I if we had the same timers as the G3s. You know, I brought that up. Ripper is a, t is a witness to this. I said, guys, it doesn't make sense to me that you only did one section. And they were like, well, it's based on demand. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But follow my logic here. All right, Bubba, Big, V-Ready, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. If you put more steak on the buffet then I kind of feel like you're going to sell more steak. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when you walk in, this is, one of my, this is one of my restaurants I really like, Big Country. When you walk into a Texas roadhouse, what's the first thing you see? The first thing you see when you walk into a Texas roadhouse, all right, probably the hostess stand. Probably the hostess stand. But right behind the hostess stand, 100% of Texas roadhouses I've ever been in in my entire life, they got a meat case. Like, they got a meat display. They put the prettiest, reddest, fattest steaks right there on display, right at the front of the restaurant. You literally, you know more than say hello to the hostess, and you're looking in that meat case and saying, man, that 24-ounce porterhouse looks bomb, Bubba Joe. Man, look. licking the glass right away. Oh, my God. I can't walk in there and not look at that meat case. I'll walk right past the hostess stand. And I'll say, oh, what steak? And they got the warm bread on top. With right there, butter. right on top. You guys are talking about the bread. Yep. You know what? The bread's included. The bread's right yep. there because over top of the meat case, you got those fresh homemade rolls with the warm cinnamon butter. 
Okay? Right there. All right? Now, walk into a Texas Roadhouse, and the bread bar is empty, and there's no steaks in the case. Are you as hungry? Are you as excited? Are you as ready to spend $40 on your plate if you don't get a chance to oogle your meat? Right, Clueless? That's what you just said. If I don't have a chance to sit there and go googly-eyed over a big old fat steak sitting in the display case, I'm less likely to want one. Okay? That was exactly my argument. The reason you reduce the timers is to allow players to run more. If they're going to run more, then you're going to have better engagement in events. But even more than that, you're going to have players just simply spend more directives. And when they run out, two things, one of two things are going to happen, Bubba. If you run out of directives, one option one is you don't run anymore, right? which is kind of the option that it's been when you've had 24- and 48-hour timers on Epics. Players could not run them. So they didn't, right? Now that you've sped up the timer, players can run them, and they are running them. So when they run out of directives, one of two things is going to happen. They're going to go back to the way it was, and they're not going to run them. Or two, (gasps) crazy, shocking, that player might, maybe, has a 10% chance of buying directives. There's no way this doesn't make you more money, Scopely. Bubba Joe, you told me during the last arc, during the the holodeck games, that you bought an Armada pack. True or false? True. True. Now, if the G4 Armadas were reduced in timer and... You wanted to run an Epic, and you look in your inventory, and you're like, well, hot damn, I only have 400. Are you going to buy a pack, or are you going to wait for a week or two until you get the last 100 directives? No, I'm going to buy a pack. You're going to buy a pack. (laughs) Scopely, there is no downside. Zero. You could even, now not that I'm suggesting it, but you could even make a little bit less of a case at fixing the G4 Armada chest, which I'm not suggesting that you do. I think you fix those too. But you could even, by increasing the supply, by increasing the supply, you could even argue that, that there's more out there. Therefore, you can get more credits faster. Okay. I'm telling you, there's no downside here. Reduce the timers to match the G3, and you'll see engagement in dark space go nothing but up. All right? Now, the other option, Bubba, is players like Spock. Says, I refuse to buy directives. That's fine. Guess what? You're not spending them now (laughs) because you're not using them, so you don't need to spend on them because you're not using them because you can't find spawns. You know? If the spawns were all around, then you might be more tempted to run more armadas. Therefore, you might be tempted to get a few more directives or buy a pack. And then, like Wicked Witch says, how about we just, if you're going to let all the, I mean, how many armada events did we have this month? If you're going to run a bunch of armada events, how about we throw a few directives out in rewards or battle pass or something like that for events so that we can actually run some more? How about you make, listen, Scopely, you made armadas better, just functionally better by reducing the spawn timers. Now let us enjoy them. Let us play. 
Make armadas great. This is what armadas should have been two years ago, Scopely. If you can increase, increase the flow of directives. Increase the flow of directives a little bit. Let people go to town. And I'm telling you, listen, big country. I may be wrong. Bubba Joe, I may be wrong. And I know this is a little bit related to Last Ark. Just real quick, 10 seconds. Would you be as loud about the cost of the G4 Armada chest if all of a sudden directives and, and events rewards were ramped up, say, 500%? Oh, the rewards are up five hundred percent. Yeah, let's let's just say. Yeah, no, I would not. Yeah, no, let's just say I, I they start not. sourcing. The rewards were like, yeah. Let's say they yeah. start sourcing enough for for every player in the game. Every player in the game got sourced in, uh, say a thousand epics a month. Every oh, player. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> okay. absolutely. I'd be okay with that. We'd yep. love that. Okay, Scully, yeah. we're not talking about a hell of a lot here. A thousand directives a month. I mean, really, when you, when you no, think about no, it. No, but, but DJ, DJ, if you realize, you get basically less than 200 rares. You get 10, even if you get 10 a day every day, you'll get 300 a month. So you're actually asking for too much. <laughs> well, no, I don't Scopely. think I am. I don't think I am. Scopely, no, I, I, Scopely I, 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 has, I agree with you. Scopely I has used, you. you know what? Spock has it right, Okay. Two epics, five rares per player for free per month. And now and and by the way, Raxnar says, you know, wait, per month? That's nothing. No, I'm I'm dead serious. Okay? Because now that just use a, a barrel of five players, that means each player can contribute two, but be on a five man team. That means a player can play in ten epics a month. Okay, a player can play in 30 rares a month. I mean, that is going to put that is how you get engagement up. And yes, I know they're going to say, well, we'll never sell directives. The hell you won't. You're going to get people freaking addicted to it. Armadas are like cocaine. Okay, it just takes a taste. (laughs) I'm kidding, by the way. I've never tried cocaine. I'm just saying. All right. You, you start running them, and then you open those chests. And, and like Truck and Chick said earlier, you, you got three Jelly BPs. Or you got five Jelly BPs. Well, holy crap, now it's exciting. Now it's worth it, okay? Yeah, maybe you pick up a couple of Jayla BPs. All right, now it's worth it. Now you can actually have players chasing Jayla in Swarm Space. They're not willing to risk it now because rares are too valuable. I'm telling you, there's no downside to this. Get somebody hooked on that feeling, and they will play. At the very least, maybe player X does not buy a pack, but he's engaged, okay? Maybe player Y is not going to go spend extra amount of money on, a, on an Armada pack, but guess what? She's got more screen time that she's playing with her team who maybe somebody did buy armadas and she wants to come in and play so she can make her game better. And when she gets her her ships built up and her game gets better, she's going to spend more time in the game because she's having more fun because she can do more things and she can kill more blues. There's no downside. Was that longer than 10 seconds? <laughs> okay. That was DJ 10 seconds. That was DJ's 10 seconds. All That's right. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, Bubba Joe, 
That was your final point. Deep Space Armada timers. Let's get those back down. Uh, big Country, did you have anything else? Because I feel like we're missing a big one, and I want to bring it up before before we wrap up, and we need to wrap up. Big Country. Nope. No, I'm good. You go. All right. Go. Last point that I want to bring up is just an overall arc design. Paired SMSs with 100% of, a, uh, of SLBs, meaning that not a single player for a single task this month was left unrewarded. I think that's massive. I want to look at Rescue the Crew leaderboard. Rescue the Crew solo leaderboard, particularly 36+, and especially 40+. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I do think that we still need to look at the systems a little bit, especially for 36 through 41. I would like to see 36 through 39 in their own separate system. Uh, and then, But you only need one extra system for that. That gives the 36 as a shot, okay? Uh, but what you did bracketing-wise, absolutely brilliant. Uh, the SMS for the auction, absolutely brilliant, okay? Brilliant. I love those things. Um, I think that, that all of those things deserve a real conversation at returning or being introduced as a staple uh, as something that will continue forever. Okay, absolutely amazing. Um, so that, I think, deserves a lot of conversation just, you know, with the design and the bracketing of these events. This, I feel, this arc runner was more in tune with, I, I believe this arc runner plays the game maybe a little bit more than some of the other arc runners we've had. Bob, uh, Big, you say before that there's a big disconnect, but what we saw with the brackets and then what we saw with the SMS, I kind of, I kind of feel like that was that was an arc runner saying, "Yo, I feel you." All right, like maybe he's a 38. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe he's a 42. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of feel like that actually spoke to game experience a little bit. Uh, Scalyback said they were wonderful improvements. Fantastic. Zod says Jelly Brawl only ran one time this month. Uh, yeah, I noticed that. Um, I did notice that. That ran once instead of, I think it normally, I think Brawl normally runs twice. It's the Jellyfish. Um, crap. What's the other one, Ripper? The one with gas. Soup. What you is mean it? Parabellum. Parabellum. Thank you. Parabellum is the one that usually runs a little bit more. I think that one got a bigger axe than Jelly Brawl did. But either way, both of them were down. Both of them were down. Sherlock says Jelly Pursuit, thumbs down. Um,. Oh, you're talking about the 24-hour version. So, you know, listen, I don't think it was intended that it was ran at 24 hours, but then when it did, then when it did, you know, listen, they had two choices. Let it run or pull it down. And then the players who had already spent would have screamed bloody hell. So I'm fine with the fact that they kept it. I have always said I think 72 hours is too long for an auction anyway. All right? All of the spending is done in the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. So I, I think, you know, I think a 24-hour jelly leaderboard I think is actually a brilliant idea. I think all auctions In fact, all leaderboards would be 24 hours. They'd, they'd be amazing. Yeah, I think, I think those types of auctions should be 24 hours. Um, it wasn't. Go ahead, truck and check. It wasn't the 24-hour that I think especially my server had the biggest issue with. It was that only top two. Oh, the depth. Yeah, for sure. People who've been saving and prepping to participate in a jelly pursuit spent 
and then realized that it was only top two and realized that they crapped their pants. Yeah, yeah, the, the depth. Shouldn't they always crap. just, you know, look before they... <laughs> Let, Ripper, you're asking way too much, okay? Uh, well, it's for... easy. I mean, you have to right. look before you... For, Wait, the, for the record, I agree. Listen, there's a listen. <laughs> let me be completely fair here. There's a lot of things I think players should just shut the heck up about. Okay, like honestly, I, I, I know this is going to be unpopular. Sorry if if this upsets you. I raised my hand and voted against bringing back the Riker store because I believe players should have accountability. All right, Snake Eyes disagreed. Snake Eyes said, listen, if we can get it, why not? I mean, if they're willing, if they're even asking us, why not? Why not have an opportunity for more players to, to be better? And when he brought it up that way, I get it, okay? I get it. I'm not trying to screw anybody out of their rewards. But be thankful for that opportunity and hold yourself accountable to the timer, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that you had unspent Riker tokens when the Riker store closed is nobody's fault but yours. Now, once Snake Eyes said, listen, there's no reason that we should punish anybody. We, we, if, if they're giving us an opportunity, this was his words to me, if they're asking us if we should or should not, the answer should always be player beneficial. And you know what? He's right. That was my fail. If Scopely is asking me, I should always go with the option that is player beneficial. I get that. But I am also a big advocate for personal responsibility. You know, so maybe Snake Eyes advocated and got the Riker store back. It doesn't mean that you didn't make a mistake. It doesn't mean that you as a player didn't screw up and you need to be more careful next time. Because maybe next time Scopely doesn't give snake eyes the option maybe scopely next time doesn't ask the question and you're just stuck <clears throat> so yeah you you need to be careful okay just like, <laughs> tequila says i'm, I'm mean since i left the 30s no listen i said the same thing for the last year if i let a timer run out how many times have you guys heard the hungry triple story for good goodness sakes okay <laughs> Right, big country? I'm going to read your comment. We're going to take our final break. And coming up after the break, final grades and hints. Big country says, we suck as a community. When we have a timer and it expires and Scopely brings it back, we scream. When they say it's over and it comes back, we call them liars. The sword is double-edged. And my goodness gracious, he is correct. We have got to get our poop together. Okay? We got to get our poop together. Pick a I path mean, and stick I mean, to it. Honestly, though, like one thing we can't fault them for the the bundles always. If they have a timer, it's always there. You can see it. You can. There's totally no fuck where it doesn't exist. You can see that timer, okay? When it counts, oh, I said it. I listened back to the last show and I chuckled at myself. When it hits zero, it goes boom, okay? When the timer hits zero, it goes boom. It goes bye bye. All right. Don't be stuck. Don't be stuck. All right, final break. Bubba Joe, 
Get ready, V-Ready, Criminal Ripper, Trek and Chick, you too. You get a final grade today. Final grades from DJs, Big Country, V-Ready, Criminal Ripper, Truck and Chick, and Bubba Joe, all giving you final grades today. I'm going to put them on the spot. They are going to give you a letter grade today coming up right after this break. No more conversation. The cases have been made. The prosecution rests. We issue the verdicts coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast back in a second. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Hostess Stinkies, the cupcakes that discourage you from overindulging with garlic frosting. Tonight on Facebook, self-proclaimed medical experts take us inside the Delta variant. Yeah, I only fly JetBlue because I don't want to catch the Delta variant. It's in first class and coach. Join us as people who have no idea about anything argue about everything. My sister's boss's dog walker's cousin's roommate used to work with a guy who was a doctor. You know what he said? It's really dangerous. Medical analysis that everyone can like. I'm not wearing a friggin' mask because it's not even sanctioned by the NBA. Um, that's FDA. The NBA is the National Basketball Association, buddy. Shut it, Vaccinate yourself against boredom and intelligent thought tonight on Facebook. This whole plane is packed, I'm in the last row. They're screaming right beside the door. Some guy won't wear a mask so we can't fly. Says they're wrong for making him put it on. The whole plane's waiting to get airborne. Somebody swings and pops him in the eye. So kick me and spit at me. Ram my face into your knee. Hold me in a headlock, don't let go. I'm bleeding on a jet plane, don't know when we all went insane. Oh, babe, can't feel my nose. I'm bleeding on a jet plane, don't know when we all went insane. my been waiting two hours and 20 minutes for this moment. I, I know I have. 
all right, because I am super duper excited. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do believe that I have finally come to my conclusion. I do believe that it will not be the same as everybody on my stage, but <laughs> this is the moment, Bubba Joe. Big country, this is the moment. I think that this is... This is going to either just crack everybody up or it's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, saw that coming. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's, uh, let's, let's dive right in. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin with Big Country. Big Country. Here we go. TNG Arc 3, Big Country. Give us your final grade. I'm going with not, not a B+. Plus. But a very strong B. Very, very strong. A very B. strong, a strong B. B. Okay. Big Country giving it a very strong B. All right. I am going to give the community a chance to weigh in here. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to read a couple of comments. You guys get your grades in. Omicron says B. Data Systems says A. All right. Let's see. Divine says a solid B. Okay, big country. Divine is with you. Scalyback. Guys, Scalyback from the Outback. A player that consistently is very loud about consistent problems in this game. Says a solid A. A solid A from Scalyback. All right, let's see what else we got. Purge says... A's are reserved for only the most rare, exceptionally good. I'm giving it a B plus. Even Purge with the B plus. Very nice. V ready. You get the next word. V ready. Your final grade on TNG Arc Three, please. I would give it a B minus, just for the fact that it costs eight million at a B nine. Okay. A B minus from V Ready. You know what? Aries agrees. A B minus. He agrees in the chat. Housekeeping says, man, I don't know. I think it takes an absolutely great arc to get an A. This for me is a B minus arc. There you go. All right. Reading your comments in the chat. You guys get a chance right now to read your grades. Captain Jack says, I'm giving it a C. Dital says I'm giving it a B. Blind Squirrel says I'm giving it a B plus. Solid B, says Hudson. Clueless One and Captain Hawk giving it a C grade. Captain Planet says a high B. Divine says a solid B. Dekix calling for the overall rating of the arc. Probably a B, he says. Dialing M for Monkey says an A. Wilkins says a B minus. Rotator says a C. Stove and Scarlet Hawk also going with a B. Raxnar giving it a thorough meh. Truck and Chick, you get the next word. Truck and Chick, grade TNG. Arc 3 for us now, please. A minus. An A minus from Truck and Chick. What? Wow. Woo! Dang, gone, girl. After my own heart. And I didn't unlock Riker. Just saying. And you did not unlock Riker. You know what? I want to draw a little bit of attention to a couple of the comments in chat. Kirko agrees and gives it an A-. Caboose giving it a B. 
Smoke them, giving them an A. Bernard a B plus. Gator also agreeing with the A minus. There, trucking chick. Gobbles agrees with the A minus. Trouble for Tribbles giving it an A. JT Bob, thank you. JT Bob says an A for particles alone being unlocked for non-territory players. Thank you, JT Bob. I've been screaming that for 20 days. Young Ducat agrees. Also, Truck and Chick, an A minus. Spate says a B plus plus. Going B plus plus. I didn't even know that was a thing. Ripper, are you ready to provide your final grade for TNG Arc 3? Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Do you get a different? Yes, you do. Absolutely. Ripper, uh, you get your normal traditional intro, ladies and gentlemen. Criminal Ripper on the oh outcome boy. of TNG Arc 3. Mr. Rip, what are your findings? What is your conclusion, good sir? It's a, it's a why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Ripper is giving it a grade of a Y. Why is it a Y, Ripper? Does Y, the, the, does no, y mean yay? Oh. Or does Y mean yuck? It can mean many things, which is, you know, the fun the fun part. It's a, the variable often used in, in mathematics. Uh -huh. But, you know, I don't know. The... the, the, the so so we got the Meridian, which is fine. I, I don't dislike it. Uh-huh. Actually, I dislike mining, but, well, you know, you have to mine isogen, so mm -hmm. it's kind of nice, I guess. Yep. But, you know, it just felt like, okay, <laughs> and, and now? It's just not much, you know? It feels empty, sort of. Like something is missing. Mm -hmm. And I... You know, it also feels like a bit of a disconnect between TNG and the new content. So, oh, you know. you know, Divine says that. Why is this a TNG arc? I can go with that. I, I, you know, it's just like you know, the Meridian is just like. So, so how how does this relate to TNG in mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form? Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know, it's, it's like something is missing. Like <laughs> clueless one says, maybe, why not? Maybe they didn't get everything done they wanted to get done. I don't know, but it just feels. <laughs> Like, not enough. Okay. Does that makes sense? You know, the events are nice and stuff, but, you know, content feels this like, you know. Gotcha. So, so if, uh, if you, went, too much. if you go back to school, all right, and, like, you got a teacher, all right, let's go back to fifth grade Ripper, okay? Baby criminal. Baby criminal Ripper. In the fifth grade, he's sitting in the spelling class, and your teacher says, this work deserves a grade, you know, like A is the best and like F is a fail. Then if your teacher handed you a grade with a letter Y on it, would you not be like a little bit confused? Yes. I... <laughs> <laughs> but, but mm -hmm. to be fair, something along those lines actually happened. I, I am not surprised by that. That story coming on another day. All right. <laughs> that, that was an amazing 60 seconds. Like, ain't cutting that. Not a bit. Love it. All right. Bubba, I'm going to give you the final say. You get the final grade uh, besides my own. Bubba Joe. 
TNG Arc 3. So. I, I'm, I'm the most scared of this one. I'm the most scared of yours. <laughs> Let's see what you got. So, so there's so much in this arc that I love and stuff that I just absolutely hate. And in between, I felt a lot of meh, to borrow some, a phrase from Criminal Ripper. Uh-huh. So I give it the Sarkis B. It's an average arc. It's not as good as the last arc. It's better than some. It's just average to me. Okay. Bubba Joe giving it a C. And honest to God, that's actually better than I expected. All right, Bubba Joe giving it a C. Thank you, Bubba. All right. Well, you guys know I'm a literal, uh, a little bit more forgiving in certain areas. So what I'm going to say is actually going to surprise you. I am torn right now, Bubba. I came into this thinking that I was going to give it an A-. That was my thinking. Now, after talking to you guys a little bit more, I was kind of leaning more towards like a B plus. And I'll tell you what did it for me. I'll tell you why it pushed me down. I agree in part with Big Country when we talk about rewards, all right? Now, for the Holodeck Games by itself, for the Holodeck Games by itself, I'm almost willing to give them a pass because the events were a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with that event, so I didn't care as much that it didn't pay me as much. But I do agree with Big that the Rescue the Crew solo leaderboard, the Alliance Armada leaderboard, uh, and, and a lot of those leaderboards came up very lacking for me in rewards. For that reason, I give the arc officially a B plus. I give it a B plus officially. I, I really was leaning towards the A minus, but I, I think what Big said carries a lot of weight with me because it wasn't just one event. It wasn't just one. It was almost every solo leaderboard notwithstanding Riker shards, okay? Let me be real clear. It's almost, Bubba, like I feel like they cut down on resources and materials because they gave so many shards. Like, I'm happy with the Riker sourcing, but I do feel as though the amount of trite and steel and, and dill and the amount of materials that I got this month, I feel like they were less. And let me remind you, I'm a brand new 41. So I should be still having sticker shock. This was my first full arc as a 41, okay? I remember telling you guys, I went to 41 during the Picard arc. So that battle pass was a 39-level battle pass. This was my first battle pass at Ops 41, and all I have heard from everybody is how much stuff you're going to get, how great the rewards are, how amazing the rewards are. And... I did not feel that for the entire arc. Yes, I saw some events. I saw some individual events that paid better than others. I think as a whole, the arc paid me less than I would have expected to see. So for me, reward payout bumps it to a B plus. Um, that's my final grade. Ladies and gentlemen, time for, uh, time for your hints. All right. None of your biz says Solid C. I'm going to read a couple of yours real quick just to wrap it up. Solid C. Uh, Horn says if this is a B arc, 
then every other arc is an A. <laughs> Stove says it can't be lower than a B minus because every player got a Meridian and a Path to Particles. I agree. Uh, Aries says uh, he's giving it a B. Hudson says I give every arc an A. No, I don't. Dark Menace says C. What are you guys talking about? I don't think I shilled that at all. As a matter of fact, I think I surprised a few people. Okay. I think I surprised a few people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time for your hints as we get ready to wrap up the show. We got to bounce. And uh, here today, I am going to give, I'm just going to give away a prize. I'm going to give away a prize. No time for a game because I got to bounce. All right, I got things to do. But I do have hints to give. Hints, plural, more than one. The first one is that Star Trek Fleet Command is launching its own TikTok channel. Yeah, I'm kidding. I would totally, I would totally participate in that though, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's not real. All right, uh, let me turn this down. <clears throat> Where are the hints? Oh, I found them. Okay, I had to remember who I PM'd them to. I had to remember who I PM'd them to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you an option. I'm going to give you a choice, all right? You can have my hint first, or you can have Ripper's hint first. <laughs> wow, they overwhelmingly want yours. Like, it's not even a question. Look at that. 100% they want Ripper's first. Okay. Ripper's hint comes first, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Ripper has constructed a hint for TNG Arc 4. <laughs> I still think this is a terrible idea. All right. It is. <clears throat> Ripper's hint for TNG Arc 4, ladies and gentlemen. It starts with an E. That's it. <laughs> that's it i told you y'all y'all oh my god it does now it starts with an e everybody uh that is ripper's hint uh, <laughs> look see some people not not some people not really getting this joke all right this joke goes all the way back to december okay <laughs> like for whatever reason starts with an s became like a huge thing I don't even know why. Like, that was one of the hints that had the most conversation about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, have no idea. I, I started that <laughs> But why? saying that it's a joke, it, the hint is not a joke. The hint is not a joke because, in fact, in fact, it starts with an E. All right. Um, ooh, look at Boaz. That's actually a legit guess. speculate on that? Yeah, sure. You want to speculate? We'll give you three minutes to speculate. Look, Boaz. He's got an actual real guess. Uh, Ensign Rowe. I actually kind of dig that. Okay. Who else is going to offer mine. a mine. That was, that was going to be my guess is Ensign, Ensign Rowe. Ensign Rowe. Listen, I, I totally got it. I, I already figured it out. Please tell this me. This one was easy. Yes. So Ripper, Ripper is normally like, eh? He didn't even put the end. This is so bad. He just went, eh. So it's not M-E-A. It's E-H. This is going to be bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Impossibly true. Um, Just, uh, just. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wham says endless suffering. 
It starts with an E. All right. A lot of people going with the Enterprise D. That is, of course, the obvious guess. All right. But all we can tell you at this point is that it does indeed start with an E. I'm going to give you my hit now, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Ultimate DJ's Hint. All right. Here we go. I'm not even going to play this. Hold on. I'm just going to. I'm ready to give it to you. Okay. Here we go. You guys think carefully because I, I wrote down, I wrote an actual hint. Here we go. In 1992, Picard and Data sailed the ocean of space blue. <laughs> Didn't quite fit. <laughs> In 1992, Picard and Data sailed the ocean of space blue. And many times did Data search for life's fullest view. Coming this arc, we seek ways to be better, to execute and plan as we work together to find the true measure of a man. <laughs> oh boy. There Can is so much in that hint. You guys don't even know. That is like three hints in one just going at you. In 1992, Picard and Data sailed the ocean of space blue. And many times did Data search for life's fullest view. Coming this arc, we seek ways to be better, to execute and plan as we work together to find the true measure of a man. Mm-mm. Mmm, my, 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 that, and by the way, when I sent that hint to the Scopely Overlords, this is the response I got, all right, sorry for the kids listening, I got, damn, I love it, ha, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's time to make a winner, and let's get on out of here. All right, let's get on out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going into the Discord chat right now, and anybody here present now will have a chance to just win. McSurgeon says that hint sucks. Oh, but I disagree, sir. You just lack the processing power at this moment to actually get it. All right. Yeah. You lack the processing at this moment to actually get it. So no, that hint does not suck. That hint is bomb. Okay, like that is winning. Thank you, Charlie it, Sheen. It is. Yeah, even Ripper says that's an amazing hint. Okay, that's an amazing hint. Ladies and gentlemen, time to make us a winner. Contest and pick. Congratulations to BNet. BNet, congratulations, Server 54. Please send me a PM. We're going to hook you up. And thank you for being a listener and a player on this game. If we had time, we'd play a game, but we spent too much time. Rip, and we gave the hints. Now we got to go. It's time to blaze on out of here. Uh, I want to thank my guest. Um, Bubba Joe, you got anything left that you want to say? Anything at all, Bubba Joe, that we need to address before we bounce on out of here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon? Bubba Joe's good. Uh, oh, there you I are. just hope. No, I, I just hope that the one thing that I ask for at the end of every arc is that we take the lessons from the previous arc and incorporate them moving forward. I get that the next arc's probably already in the can, so maybe two arcs down the road, but let's continue to build off the lessons learned. 
I like it. Thank you. Big Country, final words today. Be merry, everybody. Be merry, everybody. Be merry. Uh, Criminal Rip, you got final words for the community today? No. (laughs) Why? All right. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. My name is Ultimate DJs, and I want to thank you so greatly for joining us on our stage today for the grading of the final, or the grading, the final grades of TNG Arc 3 as we prepare for TNG Arc 4. It comes up in a very short period of time, ladies and gentlemen. Strap in. Get ready. Lots of stuff is coming your way. My name is Ultimate DJs, inviting you to visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.online, TalkingTrekSTFC.online. There, you can find links to our YouTube channel where I want you to go. I want you to subscribe. We are getting so close every single day. Every single day, we're picking up new subscribers, and I thank you. Share it on out there. Let's get people subscribed. Click that bell. Smash that thumbs up. As a matter of fact, I'll let you know we got a brand new video dropping first thing in the morning. Our Chapter 3 summary video comes out first thing tomorrow morning. That's right. Tomorrow morning, Chapter Summary video on YouTube. That way you can get caught up on what's going on, all right? Also, while you're on our website, please consider joining our patron program. This is where players can donate to the show, get your name turned gold, and get acknowledged at the end of every show as being a financial contributor to Talking Track at the level of $5 or more per month. Those players are my my huckleberries. I thank them so greatly. Gregor, thank you. Scott Vankman, I beg them. Big country. JC, Hank, Chuck's Grunt, Dark Lord, Stevens, Aaron, Ahab, Pookum, Thorn, Virtual Army, Jay, Burke, DJ Garant, uh, Red 2, and Hanius, Dunk, Bojack, Ape, Crush, Jonathan, Ingram, Tabby, Moses, Regis, Lady, Kess, Engineering, Free, Philly, Hudson, Doc, 31, Morpheus, Nick Burns, Cam Coulter, Jetski, Wingnut, Z-Man, Fluffy, Puma, CCXN, Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names, Rock, Leoninus, Rackstar, Striker, V, Ready, Jerry, Ryan, Nitty, Dandy, Quack, Boo, Mr. Fusion, Callus, King of 101, Silent Stabber, Commander, Taylor, Damodars, Blue Mandalorian, Infinite Key, Maztec, The Professor, Chronic, Break, Spock, The Avenger, Medic, Dude, Toon, uh, Stony Dude, Bog and Fart, Bubba, Joe, Crazy Bob, Rude Dude, Arian, Judge Crane, Galen, Cobra, Splatsu, Eden, Not My Game Name, Sentinel, DJs, Goes, 12 Hours, Connor, <laughs> I didn't even see that, Connor, Iris, Jack, Y-Man, Vidius, Giovanni, Dragon Slayer, Lord Neelix, Lord Pete, Lobot, Silly Tom, The Egger, Never Clutch, Storm, Harshest Procedure, Lugga, Subcommander, Doug, This Fella, Captain Jack, Dr. Link, Jason, Velvet, Thunder, Right Turn, Claude, Royal Power, Scarlet, Hawk, Young Ducat, Lorenzo, 7 of 9, Lube, Chacha Baba, A-Fox, Midhead, Bills Mafia, E-Rock, Afrojacks, The Clueless One, and Warren. And of course, don't forget your mom. <laughs> Thank you guys for contributing at least $5 or more a month to Talking Trek Live. A registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs on Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Say meow for now. Love you, man. See you later. Bye. <laughs> I got it all in, and then I ruined it by talking afterwards.